I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. <laughs> Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the ten hours of gate. All those moments will be lost in time. Like tears in rain. Time to die. Have you ever seen MC Ganey's dick? No. Uh, you never saw Sideways? I never saw Sideways. So there's a scene in Sideways where you know the you know what this movie is, right? Of it's course, yes. Middle-aged, midlife, you know, white white man crisis movie. Um, and so Thomas Hayden Church is getting married on Friday or whatever, and him and Paul Giamatti are driving through wine country, tasting wines and um, trying to fuck, I guess, not each other, trying to fuck, uh, you know. Trying to fuck, yeah. trying to uh, get get some get some of some of that that sweet sweet uh, Napa Valley shit. Um, yeah, get some of that purple strange. Man, Virginia Madsen's titties are. Uh, um, this is gonna go in the show. I'm not gonna do the intro yet, but this is in the show. Yeah. Um, so he Thomas Hayden Church gets uh, gets with this like waitress. Um, who's like you know, a quaint, like BBW, like, you know, cute, fun, just bubbly personality. Yeah. Um, and while he's, uh, fucking her, I guess, uh, MC Ganey comes home. It's her husband. And I guess he's like a trucker or something. And he just beats the shit out of Thomas Hayden church. Right. That uh, sounds pretty good. Yeah. So Thomas Hayden church, I think you see his penis as well. Um, he runs out naked and Paul Giamatti and him like drive off. Right. And then he realizes he left his like, uh, engagement ring i believe or maybe it's car keys it's a very significant item that you need um in the house and so he goes in he like sneaks into the house and mc ganey uh is fucking his wife right um and they're like like hardcore like dirty talk just like real intense shit like real you know real hot like one of the hottest sex scenes of all time probably um anyways thomas hayden church grabs his keys or his ring or whatever it is and runs out and mc ganey sees him and chases after him um now if this were like real life 
he'd be hard because if you're fucking and then you have this like exhilarating chase, you stay hard the chase, right? Adrenaline. Yeah, yeah of course, of course. You just fucking go in. Um, but since it's a movie, like a mainstream film, and they wanted to avoid an NC-17 or unrated tag, um, his penis is all of a sudden very soft. But it is long. It is like it's like hanging half to the knees. And MC Ganey, not a short man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd have to think the Swamp Thing has a has a hog. <laughs> I'm gonna look you know? up MC Ganey penis. Um, <laughs> Con Air, correct, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. I keep thinking, one of the things I, I get angry about every day, almost, not every day, but often, <laughs> is Christman uh, from Chapo Trap House, Matt Christman, tell it, saying that uh, Buscemi is bad in Con Air. Okay. Um, I haven't because seen that movie just, in a long time, well, but I, I never liked it. Well, he's a dead-eyed serial killer, and it's like, yeah, he's dead-eyed in it. That's that's the point. And he's comparing it to Buscemi and Armageddon. It's like, those are different roles, you... you you fat dumbass. You know what? I fat bald motherfucker. You, I'm you sending you a link. Midwest piece of shit. Can you click this? I sent you a link. It's gonna say MC Ganey penis. I'm gonna see if I can click this. Yeah, see if that'll work for you. Um, you you don't see the tip. It's just it's hanging so low that it's out of frame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, a, I gotta go back to messages for that. Yeah, go, yeah that's beautiful. Where's time? Uh, welcome to wrestling is gross, I'm, everyone. Do the welcome. intro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my God, name is... that's a dog, man. That's. <laughs> It's, it's, it's really something. Especially attached to a face that angry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. And this is our uh, 2019 recap show where we talk about all the best dicks of, uh, of, of the last two decades because it's the end of the end of the, the aughts. Is that what we're calling yeah. it? Uh, the, the tens. The ten teens. The teens. Uh, the yeah. 1910s, but the 2010s. Finally, we're done with teens. Um they can all delete their accounts now, hopefully. Yeah. No yeah, butchering the blade, uh, done. Now <laughs> we're uh n- now we're just fucking uh the dark order, I guess. Man. Uh shouts out to Badrass. Yeah. There yeah, I feel like Kevin. Um uh, <laughs> no, uh the uh <clears throat> the fat one from Dark Order? Yeah. Um uh uh I don't know if it's Uno or Dose, doesn't matter. The one who still has his mask. Uh the one who's not Stu. He uh, he posted a like a top ten list uh, of like video games for the year on the giantbomb.com website. Yeah, and because uh, they get all these like ce- like you know minor celebrities and friends of the industry and gaming developers and journalists, and they all submit guest lists and they all do like you know write ups for each game. Um, Dark Order, uh, it's it's Evil Uno. Evil Uno, okay. indeed, yes. Yeah, Evil Uno uh, of the Dark Order, uh, a.k.a. ISW's shitty of Team Dirty Shit. Shouts yes, out. I have to say the full name, ISW's <laughs> shitty of Team Dirty Shit, indeed. That's right, I feel like Kevin. Um, we he, he posted a really good list and apparently has extremely good taste in video games. So, uh, shouts out to, to shit, <laughs> to sh- uh, shitty. To, no. uh, yeah, the, uh, the uh, you know, the Bill Eady of the 2010s, because uh, <laughs> AEW... Wow really does not have a deep roster have so you ever heard the lady baby i want to say it was on pwo but it may have been in like an actual segunda caeta write-up but at some point matt d um said that bill Eady is like one of the greatest workers like of all time and we've our... talked about this because bill Eady showed up on a match uh, in a match was, of ours yeah that cage was, uh, match yeah 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 and I, I, don't I like know. Bill Eady fine. I think that he's cool. I like his story about uh, about nearly dying because he had an allergic reaction to sushi uh, the weekend of that soup of that Tokyo Dome show. Okay. 
Yeah, like it nearly killed him. He had a heart attack. Take care of yourselves when you're in a foreign country. Hey, Mort, if you're out there listening, take care of yourself. <laughs> yeah, Mort, Mort, it's on site, buddy. <laughs> uh, puro risu, Mort. Mort, stay woke. <laughs> um, okay, so we're not here to talk yeah. about dicks entirely, but I'm sure they'll come up again. Um, we're not here to talk about Mort entirely, but I'm sure he'll come up again. And he doesn't a- actually have a penis, so um, no, no, he's just he's got a little hole. Like it's, it's just, it's, it was, I don't know, it's very strange. It's, um, it's it, maybe it's like a cloaca, but not as well developed. Right, right. He fucks it uh, constantly uh, <laughs> on the streets of Tokyo. He's in Shibuya, just sticking his whole fist up his cloaca. Um, shouts out Mort Shorts. What if he got killed by cops? We're here to talk about uh, the best matches of 2019. Pretty basic, yeah. pretty basic concept. Uh, not necessarily the best matches. We've curated lists of matches that we think fit this show, right? That's what you did, right? Yeah, I went with most essential, trying to fit off of our earlier. Our 20 uh, best 2018 was four perfect matches. So there's some sort of stuff that was real high end that got left off because a we only wanted to do four match show. Because we didn't know what the fuck we, our show was at yeah, that time. Yeah, it was the second episode. Also, I recorded <laughs> half of that through the wrong microphone. Yes, and also, um, what, what what the hell is our show? And it's like, so we just figured four. Ma- and now I got like sixteen, and I've just I've I've come we've come to conclusions about like what is, what is the essential shit for our show. Mm-hmm. Mostly, like there's not like a good. I we know like what our good, brand is. We know. What yeah, we're I don't doing have now. a good like, um, like a. Like a, I didn't include like the uh, Ikeda 25th anniversary tag. Sure, um, I still haven't watched it. I watched it was, Thatcher and uh, Thatcher and Ishikawa finally, or at least the first one. Yeah, both um, are good. Both I, are very good. Incredible. I haven't watched Thatcher Thatcher versus uh, Lorkin yet either. Who isn't even a guy anymore? Lorkin. Where, where did that happen? That was a uh, tag league weekend in uh, back oh, in Germany. Okay, that was Vexve. That was a Striga world. Yeah, hilariously, that uh, WXW runs the United States multiple times this year, and two American guys have a, a fucking uh, one, a, like a resume an all-time great feud in fucking Germany. Sure. Yeah, that was yeah. Thatcher Busick is like the original of that of the uh, the grapple fuck guys for me. Like, I mean, obviously Gulag and Busick is the true original, um, but for me, like the thing that I took notice of first was. That CZW Dojo match from a Beyond show for like a Beyond, yes, yeah, you know whatever they this weird a TV show that they did on on YouTube. Excuse me. Yeah, um, that was the first time that I was like, oh, this is the new, this is like the new thing. This is what is gonna like outstand the rest um, for the for the next couple of years. And I was right, of course, usually am. Um, yeah, yeah. That was a. Real... I can't believe Joe Lance thought that Grapple Fuck was an insult to name it. What a what a, an extremely straight man. <laughs> yeah, disgusting yeah. fuck. He only socks, Lanza. I bet Lanza only watches like lesbian porn because he he can't look at a penis. Um, he probably he definitely can't look at his own. That's for sure. No, you know why we call him Socks Lanza? Because he jerks off with the socks on. Man, I thought on his penis. Yeah. Just nothing right in. I never. I never jerked so- off into a sock. I know, I, I, that's disgusting. <laughs> um, it's just uh, uh, other other things. Who's to say? But a sock, <laughs> socks been on your damn foot. That that's weird. I yeah. don't. I don't fuck with that, frankly. Yeah. Uh, have a posh wank. You know about posh wank? No. Posh wank is when you jack off into a condom. Um, which oh, I ha- yeah, that's that's. I knew a guy who. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> who knew he a really guy? Became, yeah, I knew a guy who became like addicted to that when he and he was like twenty Ad- or so. Addicted. He was only a couple years old, <laughs> maybe like seventeen. I don't know how fucking old he was. He was it wasn't much older than me, but that was by internet standards, and I was like the youngest person there by years. Sure. So he, he only, but he felt he and I were uh, good friends, and he became addicted to jerking off uh, only with uh, the with the condom on. Like That's... he bought a bunch of condoms because he was like, I'm ready to fuck, and then he just sure. kept jerking off with the condom on. Man. And I, he went through them all. He, I'm sorry, he went what? He went through all of these condoms. Oh, he went through them all. Okay. Um, yeah. Man. Without fucking, but a lot of jerking. Yeah. There was a period there where... Um, I, I'm not going to talk about this. Never mind. Um, but it's it's fine if you if that's your thing. No, We're not going to do a lot of kink shaming on this podcast. Uh, the only kink shaming we do is if you uh, only jack off to lesbian porn. <laughs> as If you're a straight man, at least. Um, otherwise, fair game. The um, the year of 2019. I'm trying to find one match that I didn't put on my list. You said you had 15. We're going to do top 10s. I, I got 16, yeah. We're doing ranked top 10s, and then just we're going to vomit out some honorable mentions here at the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I got, a, I got one. I'm on um, our friend John's. Uh, if you don't know, uh, at another spammer, uh, John is uh, one of the foremost authorities on uh weird lucha and you know just digging deep obviously we've got a few friends who who pretty pretty much go all out with that stuff um kaz has obviously been banned multiple times uh because he's just he, he watches too much lucha and they know that he's a pest he's a goddamn deviant yeah 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 um he also <laughs> sent like 40 thick foley posts to one of the dms the other day i uh, just couldn't stop himself um she likes to fuck, ladies and gentlemen. She loves to fuck. Um, yeah, MLJ wants to fuck her. You know, <laughs> MLJ. Uh, congratulations, uh, MLJ. Uh, get fired again. I think um, Kaz also accused me of of saying that uh, I found her attractive, but I didn't say that. I said she seems like the type the type of hoe I would have fucked when I was twenty, um, which is a very different thing. Let's that's see not hot. Yeah, that's not a. That's a. Your standards are very different back then. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't even make. I mean, not to use a standards thing, but that's because you were a piece of shit. Yeah, that's right. You you fucking better believe it. Um, all right, I found the match. So yeah, John's uh, spreadsheet of every match that he watched uh, is extremely good. So let's see here. Uh, I have some additional awards that are uh, both wrestling and non wrestling that I will be handing out throughout the show. Uh, did you have anything? Like, it, you know, best, uh, you know, amateur porno, best um, best album that was released in 2018 that you only got around to uh, in 2019. Anything like that? Um, best kind of tasty cake that I've uh, only had okay. in 2019. Um, the, the, uh, they have, like, they have a, a juniors, their certain thing. It's a yellow cake with, like, chocolate frosting. What they had was... A cookie, uh, a cookie dough ice cream flavored one, okay. and it was fantastic. That sounds very good. That Best very soda good. of 2019, Verner's, because I haven't had it before, but delicious. Uh, Verner's, uh, fantastic in the Mandalorian, by the way. Um, one of yeah, one of the best sodas in Star Wars. Um, I'm gonna throw out uh, a couple here. I just want to say uh, to start off, uh, most annoying Twitter is a three way tie between Thick Foley, uh, Warhouse, Warhorse. And Adam Lash. Um, yes. The three of them um, slightly edging out uh, AP Taub, of course. Um, and then um, best Dan Housen uh, rounds out the top five. Yeah. Uh, I've declared war on small bean Twitter, as you're aware. Of course. And it just occurred to me 
uh, before we started recording, Dan Housen is a small bean wrestler. Sure, of course. And I, uh, I'm gonna have to take care of this. Unfortunately, <laughs> no, no, nothing against Eddie Only or Dark Director. Uh, great wrestlers, both. I like them both. Uh, anyone else? Uh, any other affiliates of the production? Frankie Flynn, rest in peace. Magnum CK. Bring him back. Talk. Bring Frankie Flynn back. Yeah, man. Uh, he sucked. He was terrible, but I loved watching him. He was funny. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he gets good. Who's to say? We don't know. Yeah. We'll, never know. we'll never know unless you watch every UXWA show. Um, I, I do want to say also best Twitter, of course, goes out to our boy 5Deuce4Tray7. Yeah. Uh, bad, bad, badass, sweetback, outcast song or whatever. I'm not sure what his name is, uh, but Deuce... Deuce Van Peebles, yes. Deuce Van Peebles. Uh, Deuce, you are uh, a beautiful man. And uh, what went from ironic, uh, it went from ironic to completely sincere love. One of the one of the finest posters that has ever lived. Um, and then yeah. I also just want to throw it out there because I'm not going to talk about the, I, I just watched Alley Cat versus Matthew Justice from like two nights ago. The, uh, the GCW uh, Jimmy All the Way show. Yes. Um, not a great match, but definitely a curiosity if you like to watch uh, horrifying intergender stuff. Um, so Alley Cat wins the My Wife Award. Um, she's I just wanted to shout her out. She's got pink hair now. Uh, she wore like jeans in that match. Looked great. I'm objectifying her as usual, but you know it's it, Alley Cat. Several of our friends, I can confirm, popped for J- uh, Alley Cat and Juggalo face paint. Um, I saw a picture I thought of that. She just, yeah, I thought she just looked like she was wearing a... Um, yeah, cat stuff. No, no, no. I thought she just looked like she was wearing Oh, Peter a, Chris? Uh, no, uh, like uh, a Guy Fox mask. <laughs> oh, when okay. I saw her walk out. It was weird, really weird. I'm like, Simon Gotch? No, that's fucking a... strange. I have an old post... Um where it's like uh it's like in asterisks you know like we used to do now we do brackets or you just say the thing you're doing but uh it's like 2013 we still used asterisks to denote an action in a tweet and it's sure. just uh um removes guy fox mask so i can eat the pussy um yeah and I, I, and I stand by that post it still still hits um alley cat do you think i'd have a shot with alley cat you think i could charm her I mean, you're 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 not a very tall man, but you are a legitimately tall man. Who's yeah, to say? Yeah. I mean, I'm taller than know, MJF. Taller than Pinky Sanchez. Not um, that they've yeah. been together, but that's you know that's a hot. That's like. <laughs> that's that. That's the gross couple of the year. <laughs> Pinky and like. Allie. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, it. We can dream. Um, so yeah, that's that's a couple of awards just throw out there. Uh, Anastasia Grace is still my wife. Okay. But. I haven't seen her. I don't know if she's still uh, doing backyard wrestling and Gorky City wrestling. Yeah, we never, we haven't really talked about Gorky. Uh, if people don't aren't aware, there is a uh, another GCW. We call it GCW uh, East. Uh, presumably, I'm sure it's still. <laughs> who knows what's east and west? When you get into Russia, it's all a mess. It, it, well, it's e- it's east of uh, Hell, New Jersey. That's right. That's right. And once you go there, that's 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 eastern. That's that's the east. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, the Orient. Uh, you know, uh, shouts out to uh, Ledge uh, Edward Said. Yeah, uh, shouts out to Mort. He lives in the Orient. That's where he came from. He was born there. He'll die there. Your life for your shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, Mort, love you, guy. love love you, love you, big man. Um, no, the uh, 
Gorky Gorky Championship or Gorky City Wrestling? I, I've seen it written both ways. I've seen it both written both ways. Both I can pronounce them in a fake Russian accent either way. Obviously, Hell Gorky yeah. Championship Wrestling, Gorky City Wrestling. <laughs> so get, it's it's good either way. I'm happy. Get um uh what's her name Miss Miss Pavlichenko on the show. Um she can do her she can just do the whole podcast in Russian. I wanted uh, to get our friend Ashley. I wanted to show her uh the Anastasia Grace match versus the guy and the uh uh. Balaclava, that sure. match was weird. The Fox, what was his name? That match was weird. I don't remember any of their names. Um, but it's also, yeah, yeah, it was creepy. It took me a second to remember who Anastasia Grace even was. Yeah, I had to say Gorky, uh, Gorky Sidiras. Yeah, right. Minimum. Um, yeah, so so we got our wives out of the way. And uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to do this. Uh, I've got, it looks like, all right, so let's, at the top, we're not going to talk about Blue Demon Jr. versus Dr. Wagner Jr., right? No, we're not going to talk about it. Okay. But we're just going to say. And our number one of the year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, what the fuck is it? Right. What the hell else could it be, frankly? All right. Got it. All right. We'll get to We'll We'll do that at the end of the show. We'll try to uh, do some, some sort of overall top 10 or 20 or whatever. Um, all right. I'm going to start because I have seven matches to throw out there for, for uh, honorable mentions. Okay. Um, I want to start with L.A. Park versus Blue Demon Jr. from IWRG 1215. Now, if 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 you have any of these matches on your list and would like to talk about them later, you just say uh, what Ruben and, and Patrick did on their on their like year end movie podcasts was they would just say tabled. So we'd put it, you know, we table it and we talk about it whenever the... that uh, that thank you, because that is a tabled. OK, tabled. Um, then I'll go ahead and drop this one. Ray Infierno versus Triple X Jr. from Bello, B-E-L-L-O, from February the 2nd. I watched this. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I didn't have it that high up, but I thought it was, real, it was also real fun. And now they're one of those. Who the hell are these guys? I've never <laughs> heard of them. Like, uh, like Space Aces versus the Pantera's Sons last year. Uh, sure. We're just like, what the shit is this? This is cool. I love, I love Lucha. Uh, I like. <laughs> it's weird that the sort of um, when it's basically just like American U.S. indie level of like, and it's like this is just uh, some Michigan fed, but a Lucha, <laughs> and you're like, this kicks ass. Totally, totally. This, this is, is from. Cool. Uh, uh, let's see, where's this from? Is it Arena Zalapa? Uh, Zalapa? Yeah, Arena Zalapa. Um, it, Ray Infierno and Triple X Jr. I don't know which guy is which. Um, I'd never seen either of them wrestle, but it is a uh, it is an Apuestas match, and they brawl all over the building. It's a little bit grab me by the hair and uh, you know fuck me up slowly, um, but that is a, a match style that I have more patience for than a lot of people do. Yes. Um, it drags a little bit, but these guys are both like over 50. It's a mask match. So there's like huge stakes. And, uh, I, I really liked it. I, I don't remember who won or lost. Doesn't matter. Don't couldn't tell either of them apart. Have no idea. Um, but at the time, really, really cool old man brawl. Um, so if you're interested in old man brawls that you've probably, uh, flew completely under your radar, uh, Ray Inferno versus triple X junior. That's from B L L O. Uh, B-E-L-L-O. I have no idea what that company is. Uh, Bello. Bello. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, from uh, from uh, February 2nd. So that's my number one shout-out on that. Um, hit me. All right. Uh, you want some, some of mine? Yeah, we'll go back and forth. All right. I got 
I wanted a nor- from a nor- northeast indies sort of thing, uh, and a good cage match and uh, a women's match, and it was real scummy, and it was the funnest thing on that show. Oh, Kimberly versus Chris Statlander. Hell yeah! Beyond J- uh, July twenty eighth, American Rana from which casino? Foxwoods. 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 Yeah, yeah. That cool. Match- Solid, like not even eight minutes, double juice. Kimber looks like a huge fucking crowbar. Real, just doesn't give a shit. She loves to do coke. She's on the perks, baby. She loves to do it. It's it's great. Loves those nachos. I love that. (laughs) Uh, Statlander. uh, That's the most I've enjoyed her this year. I think she's she's not the best in the world. Get get it back. Get get it back in your pants, buddy. But uh, buddy hails an unnamed buddy. Buddy hails. (laughs) Boudreau hails. Um, but Satlander's fucking cool. She just uh, needs the right opponent because she's still like two years into the fucking business. Yeah. And Kimber's the right opponent because Kimber just doesn't give a shit anymore and just beats the hell out of her. And that's awesome. Kimber <laughs> is the right opponent for almost anyone as long as it's like a large man. But even then, like, uh, what was it? Kimber and uh, and Lufisto versus the, you know, uh, Jaka and Chris Dickinson. Like, Kimber yeah. can hold her own against bigger men also. But if she's matched up with – I didn't watch it, but I know Tanner and a few others um, were all about this match from the Chikara uh, Mania Week show where she wrestled, I believe, The Whisper. I didn't see it either, no. I apparently, only watched the main event off of that show. Apparently she beats the shit out of him, and that sounds good. Yes. Uh, Kimber uh, getting fired from the WWE because she refused to babysit a uh, performance center person. I was, it was it's some Brit rest girl, right? Yeah, yeah. Tegan Knox. Okay. Um, yeah, that, I, think, I think you're right. Um, refusing to do that because she just wanted to go out and uh, get some Coke. Um, just what a fucking hero. What a hero. So uh, many bad tattoos. She's yeah. she is really she, if Lufisto does retire, you know, we have a new Lufisto. Yeah. Yeah. Lufisto. Uh, I love it. Good good for good for Kimber. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. No, she's great. She's she's definitely she was like a runner up for the My Wife Award for sure. Um definitely I definitely have a type and it's that. Um Yeah. Cool. Good choice. I, I didn't. I kind of forgot about that match, but I really liked it. My favorite match from that show. I liked that Iron Man match. Uh, I wouldn't get that out of the way and say David Starr versus Joey Janela went an hour. If that match would have been forty minutes, I would have loved it. Um, it's a little long in the tooth, but it it's they fucking brutalize each other. And I, you know, David Starr fucking sucks. Joey Janela's an idiot. Um, David Starr doesn't suck. He just sucks. He's exhausted. He's just, insufferable. He he's sucks fucking insufferable. Joey Janela is a wine mom. Um. <laughs> yeah. No, good. That's uh, yeah. you can't say that anymore. By the way. You, what? That, he, that he's no, a wine mom? No, you can't oh, say wine mom because it's. Misogyny. I know. Yes. 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 I'm aware now. Right. Apparently, um, <laughs> I love to, to do hate to myself. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Cool. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, Dickinson Sakamoto also really fun from that from that show. Um, good show. Not. Not as good as uh, some previous American Ranas, but Beyond always shows out for, for those big ones. Um, and you know what? It seems like they got a cool thing going on there. Do you have any other Beyond matches on yours? No, but they had some others that I thought were real cool. I liked uh, RSP versus Eric Ryan in the... Um, oh, yeah. And, and the I watched fo- that. Basically, the match was all forks. Uh, yeah. Eric Ryan really committing to the forks thing because he's not going to get mentioned by me, at least. I uh, love Eric Ryan this year. Yeah. I always love Eric Ryan. Uh, Bobby Beverly follows me, so hey. Hell yeah. 
Bobby Beverly yeah. less likely to go into the forks, but no. But Bobby Beverly also a great man. Love the young studs. Love the lifers. Love the whole. Love all, all of our uh, AIW guys, and we're yeah. gonna get some AIW. So yeah, not, we've got not not to dwell on it. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple at least. Um, yeah, cool, good choice. Um, all right, I want to shout out um from Black Label Pro slash Game Changer Wrestling, August thirtieth, the main event: Effie versus Nick Gage. Uh, there's a few matches from the show that you could choose. I think the ladder scramble thing that happened where G Raver uh, had a career ending injury is gross as hell and fantastic. Um, I, I really, I, I enjoyed Eric Stevens and Tom Lawler versus uh, uh, fuck was it? It was, it was Koo and Greeny, right? I... Or was it the Work Horseman? I get all these fucking. I think it was the Work Horseman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get I all these people something. mixed up. Um, at this point, it's they all have the same matches, but it's always fun to watch. Um, but for me, oh, the the six man Lucha trios from that match uh, from yeah. that show is fantastic. Uh, KTB Lucha Hero. Yeah. Uh, have you? Uh, all right. I'm gonna say it's Effie versus Nick Gage, but I'll get to it in a minute. Did you watch Jimmy all the way? No. Okay, there's a spot, and I just want to... All right, I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw out an extra award here. Uh, Most improved, Kyle the Beast. Kyle the Beast. A guy who I always thought was okay, but kind of goofy, kind of hokey. And he went out there this year and had incredible matches. He had a great match with Gage for the title back in March, I believe, for the GCW title. Um, He's been stellar in, in... you know, six man scrambles and, and random tags and shit. Um, and, but the two second moto matches are phenomenal. I love the one in AIW uh, and the one in, in uh, Shinkiba first ring when GCW did their Japan tour. Also very good. Um, do you, do you have like a breakout star of the year? That you want to shout you know out? My or, or not, not are... breakout, breakout, not breakout. Most, most improved, most improved. Unfortunately, because you just said career-ending injury, which might not be, but probably it's going to be a while. G. Oh. Raver, who really, I liked G. Raver. I liked him. I thought he was incredible this year. I mm. fought every fucking match. He yeah. just just and just brought off anyone. Could just make anyone look good. Made Channing Decker. I've never seen do any. It doesn't even really bleed in that match. Had a legit still, death match with him in fucking uh, Blackcraft. Channing, uh, I still think you made that up. I still don't think Channing Decker's a real person. I know. It doesn't seem like a real match, but it's a real match. It's it, I, I know, right? Yeah. But... <laughs> um, yeah, G. Raver. Uh, we will get to him later, I believe. I, not on my list, but I'm pretty sure on yours, right? Oh, sadly not. But <laughs> All right, well, let's shout out uh, Tremont versus G. Raver. From, Tremont from versus G. February Raver. Tw- from February 16th, I believe, right? Yes. From the um, showboat. G. Raver versus Drew Parker. Real mm. fun fucking match. From California. Yeah, which I, I show on that card. I is forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Very, very good. Very great. A lot of, had a lot of shit that I just really enjoyed. I thought, and he was just consistently great. He, um, I enjoyed he had a his... match with Matthew Justice in AIW that I didn't see. Uh, you haven't seen that is the one desperately I would, love, I would love to see. Caden, yeah. um, if you're listening, buddy. Caden. <laughs> Shuts out. Um, uh, at least gif it for us, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Effie versus Nick Gage. Uh, this is my first time seeing Effie outside of like the Wombat show from July. And I still haven't watched the actual Nashville show from, you know, Basement East or whatever the sub venue is. Uh, this was my first time really seeing Effie. Since this, I've seen some Effie stuff. I listened to him on 
uh, is it Ben Kissel or Marcus? Which it's one? Ben Kissel. Ben Kissel from last podcast on the left has a wrestling podcast. I don't know the name of it. Um, kind I, of fun. Okay, that's not good. Um, it's not a good podcast name, no. Because <laughs> sometimes you have fun, other times fun has you. Um, and Sylvia Rutsch, uh, uh, blood touches you. Um, Effie was on that podcast, and he's like, you know, doing he's like doing his little you know his fucking dsa shit and like talking about you know wrestler unionizing wrestlers unionizing and uh just you know seems like a cool guy seems like an okay guy seems like he might be you know uh closer to you know perhaps the the soft left than either of us are but he seems like his heart is in the right place so i appreciate that um he wrestles Nick Gage on this show for the title, for the GCW title. And it's basically full Adrian Street. Yes, and that's what we want. Yeah. Adrian Street is the pinnacle of the uh, U.S.-based, because, of course, Adrian Street is Welsh, but U.S.-based gimmick exotica wrestler. Yeah. You know, no fa- uh, I would toss Gold Dust at his best is up yeah, there, sure, too, sure. but that's a different kind. Adrian Street is the... Like the what it's like you're gonna make fun of this, you gotta make fun of me. Yeah. And then yeah, I'll, so that's, and I'll punch you straight in the mouth. And that's what you that's what I fucking want. Interesting thing. Adrian Street, um, when he was on top, you know, uh, Memphis and like what southeast continental area. Yeah, yeah, uh, um, Dolphin. Right. He he was the, the the idea of the of the gay character there was more about fear, you know? Um yeah. people were in, in the eighties, people were afraid of gay people, you know. Uh there's a there was a a whole thing going on. I don't know if people are aware of uh, HIV, but it was a whole thing back then. Yeah. Um, the the sort of early gay panic was one of fear, whereas in Goldust's run in the '90s, it was purely hatred. You know. Yes. Um, like like homophobia is a word that's supposed to mean fear of gay people, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know what the what the whatever Latin word. Homo mystery. I don't fucking know either. Frankly. Yeah the hatred of gay people really came full force in the nineties. And that's, so it's, it's gold dust character is, you know, an interesting sort of thing. And also gold dust is like literally not gay. He comes out with his wife. He's just cross-dressing, you know, like it's uh transvestitism, I guess. I don't, know the terms for some of these things very well um gold dust is ill-defined <laughs> yeah there you go but, but that makes sense if this was a different well episode defined. that would be the title of the episode <laughs> gold dust is ill-defined we should just rename the dustin episode to gold dust is ill-defined um but yeah effie here is fantastic um he you know flies into glass a few times really controls the match though looks just as good as gauge in the brawling has some big spots and plays to the audience and like it gathers a lot of heat actually uh this you know most crowds most gcw crowds are going to be pro gauge crowds um and he fully fully plays up that he is a tough a tough gay guy like a t- just the the hard ass homo like he is fully doing that shit and just taunting and like soaking in the booze and controls 80% of this match and it's it's fantastic. It's it's not it's not like one of the grossest matches of Gage's year. Um I didn't love Gage's year overall as far as his title defenses. A, a lot of them felt kind of the same here and there, but I I think this one stands out just because it does have such a a fantastic uh, you know dynamic in the face heel alignment and it's 
plenty gross. There's plenty of sick shit happening here. Like, Effie wrestles the fucking... Anybody who wrestles a deathmatch in trunks is out of their fucking mind. Um, and I, immediately I became a fan of him there. And just... Uh, my, fav- my favorite gauge match of the year, I think, actually. Um, yeah, yeah, I can. that's fair. I have not seen it yet, unfortunately, but it's... Because I fucking had to log a bunch of shit in, and that will... I still have full year end lists to do, and that'll probably... I'd be shocked if it doesn't make it, because it sounds sounds fantastic. It's apparently. cool. It's it's almost minimalist compared to some of the other big gauge title matches, but it's... Yes, I and my gauge title match that I have on my list is... Maybe the bit is maybe the the goofiest of the of his big death matches. Okay. So, okay. We'll get to it, I guess. Um, yes. All right. Uh, all right. So my next uh, honorable mention. Uh, there's some names here. Okay. Uh, and what I wanted here is, I, I was thinking a lot about venues and promotions and just people we like. Mm-hmm. So. This is Coacalco, isn't it? It's Coacalco, and it is. Defunto Primera, El Hildo Espectro Jr., and Sakura versus Mr. Maldito, Maldito. The, the Platino, and Wotan. I have from not, the Chalanga Mask Anniversary, this. May 19th. A match that was so violent that it actually had to be thrown out of Arena Coacalco. How the fuck that happened? Well, watch it. Uh, Defunto and Wotan bleed buckets. It's d- disgusting. Fuck, I forgot about this. You told me to watch this and I fucking it's forgot. It's really great. It feels it has a it the energy of it at times is like it's a Lucha Trios but it has it has 20 minutes in hell energy. Not even just because you have a That's what you told me. That was how you hair. sold it. Yeah. Uh, uh, like a hell. big fucker like Defunto, he was literally the sixth Viano brother, which is wild, but he is. Who oh. he's I mean Wait, he's not do you, I don't wanna... What do you mean? He is apparently Ray Mendoza senior's kid. Like this youngest child? By, yeah, he was confirmed. This was confirmed by Viano uh, for somehow. Wow, I'm looking that up. Very strange. Uh, and then, uh, the, and then you know, uh, he had this aspect. Is this dude with wild hair? The Spectro gimmick, you know, the weird alien with like the the Afro-ish sort of thing. But he's working fucking barefoot at Coacalco. He's your <laughs> tattoo. I love this guy. Uh, Maldito and Platino, very hooligans. And Wotan is uh, your Neil Diamond cutter, just a just an immortal. And they <laughs> kicks a lot of fucking ass. It's so much fun. The uh, post-match with uh, Wotan and Defunto screaming in the parking lot of the fucking Toyota dealership at each other. Uh, <laughs> it, it gets problematic. I'm pretty sure uh, Wotan calls him a Maricone, but I don't care. It was cool. Maricone was... is like top gay, right? That's like the, that's the top or is it the bottom? I it's know problematic. It's not. It's problematic. But I love Wotan. I don't give a shit. I think. I think there's like a there's some there, um, there, there's something to like Morricone and and then the the other one. Um, Pendejo. 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 It's an asshole. I think, but it means it means more than that. There's more context, obviously. I need to context brush up. I I've been away from Texas too long. I don't remember how to own people, um, in in Spanish anymore. Yes, uh, Maldito I, Platino. You know there are boys still fat. Here. They still fat. Okay. Still moving though. Still moving. Uh, and that's great. And now we can tell them apart theoretically because one has one a mask. Have a mask right. Anymore. I still don't know which though. <laughs> we well, it's the one who doesn't have a mask. Is uh, is Platino? Okay, okay, and he's in the red. He's in the blue. God damn it! See, I I'm never gonna get this. <laughs> we just love him though. We love him. Yeah, They're, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't tell the Vianos apart when I watch like tags or trios, except for after uh, five lost his mask. So, uh, I'm I am shocked that Defunto is uh is the sixth son of Ray Mendoza. That is 
that blows my mind. And that's raw as hell. He's also been around for forever too, which is the thing. Yeah, the right. Funtos are a, sure. a long running. I just like he announced it like this year. Man, yeah, I, I looked it up and I see I see some clips of uh, of yeah Mendoza Jr. Viana Five um, doing an interview. Uh, I don't know what this says, but it's it appears to be a, a uh, affirmation of that. Um, or confirmation. I don't know what affirmation yeah. actually means. I don't actually know what that word means. Um, yeah, cool. I'm gonna have to watch that. That's that sounds great. Um, love Coacalco. I don't have a Coacalco match on my on my list, sadly. Um, okay. Uh, next, I want to give a shout out to, uh, and this is tied for my show of the year, actually. Um, or actually, fuck it. This is my show of the year. This is Game Changer Wrestling's Backyard Wrestling um, from July 4th. This is Tony Deppen versus Alex Zane. Maybe the only bloodless match on my list? Yeah, I think so. Um, Tony Deppen versus Alex Zane. Now, Alex Zane, of course, is an old Backyard Wrestling Link person. If you don't know what the Backyard Wrestling Link is, it was a, uh, a message board where backyarders from all over the country and all over the world, really, um, convened to share music videos of their dumb bullshit. And, uh, you know, eventually... It, turned into people flying all over the world to go to super shows and wrestle each other. This is, you know, without the backyard wrestling rink, Dana Makabe would have never uh, wrestled Robbo in a field in England. Um, you yeah. know, like it, all of these people, so, so many of like the, the, well, not so many, but a, a nice chunk of the 2019, you know, top class of, of, uh, indie wrestlers in the u.s were people that posted on the backyard wrestling link alex zane is one of the most spectacular of those people um and i'm gonna go ahead and also say my breakout star of the year it's an easy yes. one alex easy. zane this motherfucker's gonna be wrestling in ring of honor yeah for so i mean that sucks but also hell yeah good for him well um, and also i mean he's worked uh, he's a strong heart now he's okay a, he's a boy with shima yeah i knew that that had happened i know he's he had, like that's just wild as hell. Like in not even five months that happened. It's it's incredible. It isn't really incredible because he had not, like he had wrestled here and there. He he wrestled Makabe on a three two one battle show. Like I don't know if it was early this year or last year. Last um, year, and yeah. then they and then they had a rematch this year. Yeah, a couple months ago. I still haven't watched that. Um, I haven't seen a Makabe match since we had him on, which fucks me up. I really should get around to that. I watched uh, uh, the Depp and Makabe match from SCI's World. Well, really okay, right. no, I did too. I did too. Never mind. You're right. Yeah, so there I watched go, that entire tournament. <laughs> uh, Slim yeah. J matches also kick ass. Slim J shouts out Yard Call. Yeah, Yard Call, say it back. Uh, Jeremy Yard Call. Boyd. Yard Call. Gladiator Jeremiah. Yard Call. Um, this oh. match is fucking nuts. This is uh, they. So this is the this is the show where they have the trampoline in the pool next to the ring. Obviously, it's like full July Fourth. You know, backyard wrestling bullshit. Zane does some of the crazy, like he comes in and he's tall as shit, right? Alex Zane is like six three, um, and he comes in wearing those fucking uh, orange parachute pants. Yeah, great look. People at the show, I assume, knew him, and of course, Tony Deppen is also an old backyard wrestling league guy. Tony Deppen and his brother, um, I, I don't know the other Deppen, but they wrestled, they teamed up a lot. Uh, I don't even know if they're actually brothers, but. The, the Deppens were a thing in the mid-2000s, late-2000s uh, indie, or indie, backyard scene. Um, 
Tony Depp and knew Makabe for like a decade before they wrestled at, at SCI for sure. And, uh, and protege of uh, Unbreakable, Andy uh, Harner, Anarchy Andy Hammer, uh, Aaron, and Aaron Arbo. You know, Aaron, Ar- uh, Aaron Arbo, uh, less remembered, but we love uh, Anarchy Andy here. Yeah, yeah. Um, all those Philly, uh, well, yeah. Pennsylvania. Eastern PA. Yeah, Eastern, Eastern PA. PA. Yeah, just generally somewhere there. Westchester. Well, we're going to put fireworks in Phil's butthole. Um, <laughs> I fucking love this match. Uh, going to feed Don Vito the cockroaches. <laughs> it's gonna... I can't. You, your Philly is better than mine, but that's because I'm self-conscious about trying to do it. Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm I'm just doing my impersonation of you. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I watched a lot of Viva La Bam. I really I did. did too. Yeah. Uh, I just I just I just I'm like, oh god, this is a horror show. It's a fucking knife in my head. We agreed. Um, uh, Brandon DiCamillo is the top CKY yes, jackass guy, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd love to watch him do a death match. Um. Oh, for sure. D- Brandon DiCamillo versus Travis Pastrana. <laughs> <laughs> is Travis Pastrana from the area? He's not from the area. He's just like the most adjacent guy. He's like a dude who just should just be in wrestling at this point sure what the fuck else is he gonna do on a motor if andy williams can do it yeah 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 that's that's the that's the match right there and that guy's an actual you know say what you will about motorsports it does take a lot of physical effort to do a double back yeah oh yeah no pastrana's (laughs) fucking tony pastrami he's fantastic um yeah (laughs) yeah i didn't even mean to say that i was gonna say travis pastrami but i ended up just substituting it for a dumber thing you made it more Italian. yeah yeah my own uh this match rules alex zane does a fucking shooting star off of a roof and uh comes inches away from hitting his neck on a cinder block um like that would just happen to be there um he does like a, a triple jump acai moonsault from a he launches himself from a trampoline onto the middle rope and does an acai moonsault and then he does the the big spot of the match, the finishing uh, bit here, is a running, I don't know, Topecon 630? 630-con hello? No hands, doesn't touch anything, except for he does a double front flip. Uh, Deppin is on the uh, on the outside, laid across a, a door table, you know, table laid across two chairs. Um, and Alex Zane bounces off the ropes, gets a nice hop, and does a 6:30 standing in the ring over the top through Deppen and the ta- and the and the door on the floor and and wins uh, j- just one of the probably the most stunning spot of the year aside from a Bishop and Justice going off that balcony just incredible and fucking incredible and Zayn was made he takes some crazy bumps he gets like fucking um, head dropped onto an open chair out of like a you know, he goes for a kick and Deppin like flips him up and he just lands on his head. I didn't ask you. You don't have this on your list, right? I don't have this on my list. Right. And here's the sad thing. For whatever reason, I could not watch back your wrestling show. Okay. I've not been able to see anything off of it. For whatever reason, every time I, it's like, uh, this is just going to time out for five hours. It's just going. Really? And so I'm extremely hyped and I need it on a. I'll put, it on, I'll, put it, I'll put it on Google Drive. I'm sure yes, I can get it. I think, I think I actually have a torrent. I don't have it downloaded, but I've got it. Um, <clears throat> I've got. <laughs> I, I, have, I I don't feel as though they want me to see this, and mm. maybe that's for the best. But here's the thing: everybody, this. I mean, I'm hyped to shit though for it. All looks great, and I believe this is as a concept of the year. You know, GCW is all about the concepts this yeah. year, and uh, concepts are good. Fuck it. Yeah, Wombat Wombat One was great. I haven't seen Wombat Two. Um, I haven't either. I 
I have another match from the show on my proper list that we will get to. Um, and speaking of Wombat. There we go. I got it. Oh, shit. I fucking... G- oh, I fucking forgot this. Okay, let's well, talk about well, it. Well, 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 I have it on my, t- on my full top ten. Okay. So table it, I suppose. Okay, okay. God damn it. How did I forget about that? I know, buddy. Anyway, oh. I'll get you... Here's one you. I don't think you've seen, So, but it's it's just a classic format of uh, matches we like. Uh, and that really happen that often anymore. Your cork and bloodbath. Okay. Without any death, without any death, that's not a death match. It, by standard, by by like the modern death match things of lots of barbed wire, lots of glass, lots of. It's just there's some chairs and uh, someone gets bl- blown the fuck up, uh, just bleeding everywhere. Uh, El Hijo del, del Pantera versus Seki Yoshioka from Wrestle One, March tenth. Uh, you Seki told me to watch this. I I never yes. did. Yoshi, okay, so do you know that we've talked about the Pantera special dive, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Tope, uh, Tope, uh, Senton Atomico, Tope Conhalo to the floor with the opponent face first on the floor. And that is a move that every time someone takes it, they look like they died. They look like they died. It's worse than you <laughs> face forward because it just, your spine is going to just be compressed, your neck. And, Poor Seki Yoshioka uh, does not really take this right because he his face isn't on any padding, and his nose implodes. <laughs> and then at this point, and both these guys are a little. They both have goofball energy. I love El Hio de Pantera. He's he's very he just like has, brings energy to um to ra- to loot to uh, puro feds pro feds the yeah to j- Japanese feds that don't have it. They don't have a guy who's just doing rope walk dives and shit uh, like noah doesn't have a guy doing those kinds of things they don't have a grim reefer in noah yeah and he's a lot of fun um and they're just doing ridiculous shit they're just throwing gigantic bombs and they both like it feels like it doesn't turn into a shoot in the sense of uh you know like some koji katal john tenta thing it turns into a i'm gonna just fuck this shit we have a match plan but we're just gonna fuck yeah. each other up right you now. broke my nose let's just go yeah, yeah let's just go and that's classic that's that's old school indie Corkin. That is the 1998 stuff. That's what people love that shit. And that is gone for the most part. It just doesn't happen that much because of either you go half, you go full blow, full bore with all the tubes and the glass, all the glass, all the barbed wire, or you just don't at all. And the, the middle is beautiful. The middle is a great thing. And it was very unexpected and it kicked a whole lot of ass. That's exactly what you want. Nice. Corkin classic. Nice. Yeah, uh, I I don't have any Japanese matches on my list. I I watch very little. Um, the thing that nearly missed my honorable mentions would have been, um, uh, sorry, uh, Sekifuda versus uh, Sekifuda. No, it's uh, Sakuda. Sakuda. Sekifuda is another guy. Sakuda versus uh, uh, Takeda from February twenty eighth, which is a sick match. I have uh, Big uh, Japan. Little, I have a little Sakuda match on okay. my upper tap ten. Cool. You have not seen apparently, but that's okay. okay. Um, yeah, um, I'm gonna just hit you with a couple here, right quick. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Masashi Takeda versus Jimmy Lloyd from Game Changer Wrestling, Joey Janela's Spring Break Night One. Um, this match is insane. Obviously, yeah. This match is most notable for being in front of a crowd that probably wasn't prepared to watch it. Um, yeah. That's I think that's the that and the fact that Jimmy Lloyd takes the scissors board to the face Fucking. and gets one stuck in his neck. Yeah, it's one of the scariest spots of the year for sure. Uh, I love the different boy. He had a fantastic year. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, good. Really, really 
close for most improved. Very interesting. Close. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, he's in the best shape of his life. Uh, the, the old spring training sort of uh, canard, but it's true. He he looks fucking good. He looks like he looks like two thousand one Chris Hero right now. Huh. Yeah, I guess he kind of does. He's he's a little shorter. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Nice. Uh, he looks a lot. He looks a lot better than uh, dumpy uh, douche, dumpy shithead in the uh, in the uh, singlet from like twenty seven. For sure. For sure. Yeah, he has that, come a long way. That was way. not a guy who looked like he would be a star. Jimmy Lloyd's a star. Yeah. Uh, how many more uh, honorable mentions do you have? Um, I only have I have two. I have three more. And here's the thing: only one of them. One of them might be on your list. I'm not sure about the other two. All right, hit me okay. with that one right quick. The one that's that might be on your list? Yeah. That would be Joshua Bishop versus Matthew Justice. Keep their heads ringing. Uh, tabled. Tabled. Of, tabled. Okay. And then, okay, so Manny Ferno versus Savio Vega. <clears throat> tabled. Okay. <laughs> Thank um. you, actually. I feel like an asshole not having that exactly where in my top ten. And Kai Fan versus Ultimo Guerrero from February sixteenth. All right, hit me. Just Have, haven't just... seen it. All right, uh, one of our other favorite arenas, Arena San Juan Pentatlan. Pentatlan, yeah. And that is my Arena San Juan Pentatlan representative because again, you got to get your arenas, love them. Beautiful fucking match, just in terms of just just a short little man who just doesn't give a fuck. Kai fan just retired and it's like, fuck that. I want to unretire. I just want to say I, I have some, I have some arenas and in one punch on my oh, list. I'm so aware, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Ultimo Guerrero is one of Ultimo Guerrero maybe killing CMLL. Unfortunately, I don't know. I think the Alonzo's are still to blame. It would happen uh, either really, way. Yeah. I was really confident. I was really thinking that the Paco Alonso death and then no, somehow, um, you know the short little uh, cock Vince McMahon was uh, keeping the, the the Vipers at bay, and mm-hmm. I don't know, really sad uh, statement about uh, the the Alonso family at large. I suppose the Alonso Luter of Klan, but uh, mm-hmm. this match kicks ass. Uh, the it's set up for an Apoestas that was not great because Kai Fan gets his uh, his dome uh, dinged in real quick in that match, unfortunately. <laughs> but Kai Fan kicks ass. Uh, we love Kai Fan. We're gonna talk some. We're gonna, unfortunately we're going to talk about Kai Fan uh, soon enough. And another Kai Fan classic. I, was, I would think we are going to. We never uh, got Karante, right? We never got the Karante match. Never got that, but okay. if uh, but I well actually Tom K is still working on that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to I'll ask Tom K. Part three of the decade in Apuestas that may happen one day if we if we get that then it'll give us a reason to do it. Yeah, uh, Black Terry, uh, uh, Arab Boy, and so on. Um, and this match was just cool. It just was just pure lucha scum, but from guys who are theoretically above it. And I love seeing uh, Yuji slum it. He is a guy who a lot is sort of his place in history. Is sort does, of does he bleed? Oh, he bleeds. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Ultimo Guerrero a, is a guy who should bleed. Like he's good at it. He's real good at it, and he's, he's real got like a fun fat in, forehead. I know, and he's real fun in San Juan Pantalon. I love. He had a great match uh, in 2018 against Corsario Negro Jr. Who oh yeah, fucking leg yeah. Christmas Day that year, and has spent has been gone the whole year. I love that guy though. Um, hopefully he comes back for 2020 and is still as fat and as raw as ever. Yeah. Um, nice. And that is my that and yeah, that's my top ten, I believe. Oh, that's, um, that's, that's getting your, me to my top your ten. HMs. Yeah, I need to make sure that I can count. I don't know if I can count anymore. I counted like three times to see. I'm, I'm, again, we're not Blue Demon Jr. and Doctor Wagner. We're, I'm just not including in my ten. 
I have it in. Well, that is in my ten. So technically, Kaifen Guerrero is my uh, Ultima Guerrero is my number ten. Well, shit. Um, we'll talk about Blue Demon Junior versus Doctor Wagner Junior briefly then. Um, oh shit. You know, you know what we'll just say about it's good. It's our number one. It's it's the number one. Um, all right, I'm gonna run through a couple here, and uh, I'm gonna run through my last two honorable mentions and my number ten. That way we have even, and then we can get to the end together. All righty then. Um, not to not to do Ned Flanders, but uh, <laughs> if something's tabled, we'll just uh, we'll just move to the next person. I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Um, all right, I have two more honorable mentions. Oh shit, maybe I have three. Son of a bitch. All it's right. fine. It's fine. Also have I also have one in my top ten that's actually two matches. <laughs> I have one in my top ten that's two matches technically. So okay, um, from Mexa Wrestling, uh, December seventh. Lady Flammer versus Sadiq Maiden versus oh. La Heroina versus Flystar versus Sober Doses versus Lunatic Fly versus Lunatic Extreme versus Sadika. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I haven't seen this. This sounds fucking great. It's a cage. It's a. It's a. Oh. It's a. You know, climb. Uh, it's a. A Puesta's cage, so it's everybody climbs out. Last two people have one fall to a finish for loser, you know, loses their hair or mask. These are mixed bag matches to say yes. the least, but yes. uh, sometimes, you know, it's about getting the right people in there. You know, you get like a Damus in there who mm-hmm. can really energize it up, and that's full of maniac. So that's just maniac after maniac. It certainly is. Uh, it, man. The women in this match are like even crazier than the men. It's it's fantastic. I've uh, oh yeah fuck I didn't even think about it. My other the other candidate for my wife category is Sadika. She might actually uh, be yeah. But we'll talk about her more later because she's on the list. Well, they're both uh, Sadik Maiden and uh, Sadika, Sadika. They're both great. Both yeah. great. That's yeah. a uh, the inverse uh, paint your wagon sort of thing, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, this... You're Gene Seberg, Bucky. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Um, well, you know, <laughs> I'm a big fan. She's yeah. a great actress, great actress, hell of a look. I'm a big Catherine Deneuve guy myself. Um, but you know what I'm like. Um, let's see here. I don't even know what to say about this one. It is, it, it, the first 10 minutes are all them brawling around the cage, hitting each other with light tubes and fucking beer crates. Um, just glass flying into the crowd, people running away, big spots into the third row um i i don't know who exactly it was i think it's sadiq maiden and um sober dosis maybe go up to the balcony and brawl up there and threaten to go off of it but they don't um but they 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 reach some interesting places i think san juan patitlan is like the kind of building that's just like the balcony of that building just calls to people, you know? Yeah, we've for seen, sure. We've seen some people go off those balconies before. One of them is in this match, Flystar and Toxine, of course. Yeah. Um, and just really, really good stuff. Once it gets in the cage, it becomes pretty much just like a set up the spot, do the thing. Um, there's a, I think Flystar and Lunatic Extreme do a something into a, a flaming uh, wooden beer crate. Um, there's like a, a board with plastic forks in it. There's a board with skewers sticking out of it. It's all the stuff that you want from a match like this. Um, and then at the end, it comes down to uh, La Heroina and Sadiq Maiden. Um, and I I believe Sadiq Maiden loses. Yeah, she loses. Um, and then they cut like just her ponytail off, which yes, um, there, we'll get uh, to more a little later because I have more yes, to say about that. Some, we've heard some things apparently. Yeah. apparently. Um, 
regarding the commission. Uh, apparently, uh, Phantasm Senior giving her talking to. Who fuck knows? Okay. Is he still president of the Luchadors? I, I, I think he is. I I I think I read I think I read a little something about that, but I don't really have much detail on it. I don't have I don't know either, frankly. Um, but yeah, this match is crazy. Um, if you like Cluster Fox, uh, it is it is great. This is this is probably the closest thing I could say to last year's Zona Twenty Three, uh, seven man clusterfuck death match just you know, just a real nightmare of a of a match and very a little structure humanity yeah yeah lots of them lots of people uh and then the other honorable mention i have is from uh, iwrg international wrestling revolution group from august 4th this is el hijo de alabrije versus el hijo de medico assassino yeah okay so i'll just say it again el hijo del it's del actually el hijo del alabrije Versus El Hijo del Medico Assassino. Alibrihe? It's hard to. Alibrihe. Alibrihe. It's hard to say. Yeah, it's it's this match. This match kicks a lot of ass. Yeah, yeah I, I like this a lot too. This feels like a setup for like a an Apuestas match, but it also just feels like an Apuestas match on its own. Um, I believe they've it's had one another fall. match after this that I haven't seen yet. Sadly, they no, nobody I mean, talked it's... about it. Yeah, so I didn't bother. It might have been on the show with um the the main event of this is um. El Hio de Canis Lupus versus uh, Hachisero, yeah. which I love this match, and then the rematch, which is a title match, is not great. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, the, the August 4th show, actually, I think I watched the whole thing, or, or at least the top like four matches. Uh, IWRG from August 4th, definitely worth watching. I believe it's on Lucha Plus, Mas Lucha. Um, yeah, just a, if not, it's on Estrella uh, uh, Del Ring in handheld form. It's fantastic. Fantastic match. Two guys that are... Uh, I don't really know that well. Uh, I, do you know either of these guys? I don't. I've seen a little bit of uh, 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 Albrecht Jr. Um, I'll just keep it shorter uh, <laughs> because uh, Cranio's nephew, of course, not actually Cranio's son, sadly, sure. but yeah. Um, because of course he's Cranio, and you know that's a that's a classic gimmick at this point. Medico uh, Assassino Jr. I haven't seen a lot of either, but I know he's older. But he doesn't matter. He bleeds. That's cool. That's they, all I care about. They bleed a Fuck, lot. They fuck each other up. Um, I, I believe Medico Assassino is uh, wearing white in this match. And yes. It, and it gets very... I, I haven't watched this match since like three days after it happened, but it... Yeah. I, I, put, I put it on my original list, um, which I've since abandoned. I haven't been keeping a log of shit I've watched because I haven't been watching that much. Um, but this was on there, and I was like, oh yeah, that thing was fucked. Um, and yeah, I really great if you want to see two younger dudes two like more unknown guys rip it up in arena knucklepon and just get all bloody god damn we got a lot of lucha on these we are this is on brand for sure yeah yeah um yeah fantastic el hijo del alabrije versus el hijo del medico asesino from iwrg august 8th it's good when you say it or august 4th it's good when you say these things multiple times because yeah people know what you're talking about and i will go ahead and move along with my number 10 um Savio Vega versus Manny Ferno from IWA Puerto Rico, September 7th. Uh, I believe it is uh, La Globa de Muerte. La Globa de la Muerte. That's the right. Globe of Death. The Globe of uh, Death. Globe of Death. Can you tell our listeners what this is? <laughs> okay. so well, I'll just say this is Yard Call 2019, but you tell them yes. what it actually is. Well, okay. It'd have to be... If you've ever seen, like, it's an old sort of carnival attraction circus thing. You get mm -hmm. guys on motorcycles, 
guys, individuals on motorcycles, racing inside of a spheroid, a spherical cage. <laughs> so this is this is very sturdy, and this is, and it's meant to be, you know, like a stunt show. It's supposed to be like, oh, how are they like going in fucking figure eights and crossing over, not Pure dying? Iron. They're like literally parallel. This is just, except that this one is. God knows or Savio Vega uh, or Chicky Star, whomever found it and said, this is fucking cool shit. We should do this. It's rusty as hell. It's not been used in quite some time. They got it from an old like uh, Lance Burton uh, sideshow from 1987 or <laughs> nice. something. It good, good pull. kicks ass. Yeah, big Lance Burton. Lance fan. Burton. Yeah, uh, awesome. <laughs> this fucking cool. This is fucking cool as hell. Uh, this match is great. I love it. I love this match. It's like all punches and, and like some weapon shots, like and like a backdrop or two, which it, horrifying when somebody actually hits the the the, the globe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, so yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, like ser- seriously, the I've I saw one of these when I was a kid. You ever go to like monster truck rallies or anything? Uh, I've never seen one in person, but I, I've, I'm very familiar with, the, with what they are, though. Yeah. Uh, as a, southeast Texas, I went to a number of them, and yeah. at least one of them had the the globe of death or what or whatever it was would have been called, like the globe of fire or the circle of fire or something like that. Um, the and sphere it, of fear. The sphere of fear. Beautiful. That's that's beautiful. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, what you'd usually have is like a woman would stand in the middle, um, like in a bikini or whatever, and two guys on dirt bikes, two people on dirt bikes, usually men. This is the nineties. Um, th- they didn't let women ride bikes back then, unless you were on the back of it, uh, hanging on. They would go around in like a circle uh, and up the walls of this metal, steel, like globe. Um, around a woman sometimes wearing like no clothing at all or like almost no clothing sometimes like breathing fire or just like holding yeah just you know carnival shit like uh, circus shit like some real fury road shit yeah yeah totally totally um and yeah so he fucking found this thing and they did there's like uh trash can lids and uh like stop signs and whatnot all over the thing but it's a very small we've talked about closeness quite a bit on the show yeah Um, this is one of the you know close fighting matches there's no grappling though it's all just i have very little room to stand and i'm probably going to be on a weird incline if i am standing more than two feet away from you because there's very little flat surface to stand on here. Um, and it's Savio Vega just bleeds a ton. They roll around the outside before they actually go in. And, um, it's, it's cool. It's cool as hell. I, the, the highlight of this, this match for me was actually, uh, Savio doing a spinning heel kick. Yes. Uh, still beautiful. And, Never, but very few in his career, if ever, if any, are more insane than this. Yeah, because it's he's in the global. Fucking it's in death. the globe. Yeah, like it's it's <laughs> fucked. Hell? It is so cool. This match is, and yeah, it is the closest thing we got to a yard call this year because I think basically anything that takes place in an environment that makes no fucking sense and that takes us two absolute visionaries and scholars of, of, of the sport to like five minutes to explain what the setup is. Yeah. Um, it's, it's yard call as fuck. And, uh, and you say it back when you, when I say yeah. it, you know, that's how it goes. Yard call. Exactly. Yard call. And these, I don't know who Manny Farino is. I'm going to give a shit. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's a young guy. The young, the 
Puerto Rican. He looks about forty to me. <laughs> he's young, but yes, well, he's he's a Puerto Rican. Puerto Rico uh, young. Thirty right now. Uh, but you know, we love Puerto Rican wrestling. We yeah. fucking love it. And it's great. And, and we don't see uh, much of it these days, right? Like, don't know. Um, uh, and which is a shame and a half. Um, and it's great. And it's, you know, it, we love, uh, when you're on the island or not, but love seeing on, it on the island. We, I mean, we love our homicides, our Eddie Kingston's, our jokers, so forth and so on. Yeah. Uh, hit squads, but we love to see it on the island. And this is, this is great. This is so cool to just this fucking freak show it has a Savio feel it was still go still Savio is still maniac yeah yeah it's not shit it's He's too bad great. wasn't he gonna wrestle eddie kingston uh at the at the j lit at the aiw JT, jt lightning invitational but they i think it was him and mjf night one right and mjf was gonna advance to the second round but mjf then had to do like a uh like being the elite shoot or something and had to leave and couldn't make day two so so, so thorn just put savio through to round two instead of the original plan which was for mjf to advance and savio was going to wrestle eddie kingston or team with them or something uh, that sucks a, fucking ass yeah that, was, i don't I, I don't know this uh, now necessarily i'm not i haven't heard that podcast this is the thing he episode. said on the podcast yeah 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 i haven't heard that that sucks that would be fucking great yeah. um some PCW they booked Savio against right. Mil Mertis, which fucking insane. That the first time. Uh, Did you watch a, that? I haven't watched. I any haven't of those seen PCW it yet. Shows. I haven't seen any of the PCW Ultra stuff yet. It all looks cool. There's going to be a blow off cage match for between uh, War Beast slash Contra Unit and Outlaw Inc. Uh, in January. That I'm extremely hyped for. So I'm going to watch all this shit first, at least. Yeah, I should and, watch And uh, I'm going to watch some of Mil Mertis as uh, heavyweight champ because I don't think Jobert. He'll better uh, elbow record has looked particularly great this year, but I love that guy. Obviously. I don't. I don't think I've seen a, a Macias match this year, except for the one we watched for the show, and it was about a decade old. Yeah, we um, love, love that guy. So that's all that matters. Yeah, he's definitely one of our boys. Um, yeah, this is cool. The finish. The finish isn't great. Uh, it's it, apparently it turns out that the rules are you can escape the globe of death and win. Manny Ferno uh, bounces out you know, with ease and then Savio and like half the roster just beat the shit out of him. Um, yeah, which and is then, cool. and then slash venom, uh, flash Flanagan, of course, uh, comes out. Um, I said that slash venom. Yeah. Yeah. You said it right. Okay. Uh, slash venom. Um, he comes out with a kendo stick and just brains a bunch of the people. Uh, they all give him brain right there in the ring, which is legal in Puerto Rico. And, uh, cause it's not a state. There's no, there's no rules there. If we, if we, if we, if we don't make it a state, then they can do whatever they want. Right. Yeah, That's one yeah, of the perks. You know, yeah. The beauty of, uh, <laughs> of colonialism, uh, when the backs turned, yeah. knives are out. Baby. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, um and they and set then, up the, the, the match that I haven't seen yet that I don't know if we I, have. We have it only in highlight form, sadly. We only yeah. have it in a small, and that's such a shame because it looked fucking cool. And it's Flash the... Flanagan kicks ass, Savio Vega kicks ass. Someone book Flash Flanagan versus Big Beef Jeff Garvin, please. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Um, we, we just got to get Gnarls Garvin down to the, the island. Um, yeah, that match being Savio Vega versus Slash Venom, Flash Flanagan, um, in a match that, remind me, it's a bull rope match, right? It's a bull rope match with barbed wire, and it was Bison Smith's bull rope. Right. Uh, Bison uh, Smith uh, had a... Dearly departed. Yes, love Bison Smith. He had a not particularly well-known, uh, but extensive stretch in Puerto Rico, and... I knew about great. it. I didn't. I never seen any of the footage, but I knew I he was. I haven't seen it out of it, but it's it just it still seems like sort of like strange, like on its face. But it's like, but when you're like, that sounds fucking good. I bet he was great there. 
and mm. but we haven't seen that in the footage, which is a shame. Yeah. Uh, Puerto Rico, uh, Viva Puerto Rico, uh, Renaissance Forever. That's right. That's right. Uh, um, yeah. So watch that. That's my number ten or something. Uh, I don't know what this list is anymore. Yeah, but... yeah, I don't know either. My number ten. All right. Uh, from uh, Asylum Wrestling Entertainment and the huh. uh, Asylum Deathmatch. I don't know what the fuck it was called. May nineteenth. Oh yeah. The Rejects, Reed Bentley and John Wayne Murdoch versus the Hooligans, Devin Cutter and Mason Cutter, and a two-part match um, that was fan-cammed by like someone by the Cutters. Okay, first is a tag between the Rejects and the Hooligans, and then whoever wins that, there's only one spot left, uh, one spot for the in the next round of the tournament. So then you duke it out yourselves, and. I love all four of these guys, and they're, I love these. I love. I want there had to be a rejects or hooligans match in your top ten. I feel like um, they're staples of just not even just Midwest deathmatch, but sadly a little bit too reined into the Midwest. Uh, don't know why we we don't. We, they like, can't afford gas to get to the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. Some some pay them. You know, give them money. <laughs> the only guy like bold enough to bring them all the way out was the weird, uh, vicious outcast wrestling guy. And when he did, he gave us the best match of 2018. So yeah, I, it's just, I mean, Danhausen has that gas money. You know, Danhausen do something worth uh, worth your time. Uh, get get the hooligans out here. Yeah, but Danhausen's probably like turning tricks. Like who knows? <laughs> you have to imagine that he's like on chatterbait, like in yeah. his paint, jacking off. Uh, for tokens. Um, yeah, this this is a cool ass old classic. Like guys raised on the IWA Mid South style. Like four guys who love Necro Butcher and just like let's have an extremely let's have a four Necro Butchers wrestling. Let's have Toby yeah. Klein, Toby Klein wrestle Necro Butcher and Necro Butcher. Yeah, would that be a cool match? And it fucking was. It was great. It's there's not a whole lot to say about it. It's and again, it's fan. it's what you would expect from this. It's yeah. exactly what you expect from, it, and that's something with a fairly high ceiling, and it delivered fully. And this is from so, Asylum, is that right? Asylum Wrestling uh, Revolution. God knows what JC Revolution Wrestling. Group. It's very bizarre. Um, <laughs> it's fun though, uh, and this this is a big ass tournament that had a lot of people in it that did not make tape in any way, shape, or form beyond this, which is a shame. But this is great. All right. Um, yeah, I like that match a lot. And shouts out to Mike Stocks for shouts out to Mike Stocks. sending us to uh, the ultra-violent wrestling group, closed group on VK, and, and, and getting us this, as well as some other stuff that I sadly have not had time to watch. I was told by him and, and Ty to uh, watch Marley Knox versus J.C. Rotten. <sighs> I wonder, yeah, that, that's for the my full year-end list, I yeah. think. Yeah, I, it, was, it was like the next thing I had up, but I watched another match right before we started recording instead that I'm glad I watched because it's on my list. Um, but yeah, if either of you are listening, I will watch and it I'm, soon. Uh, and not tabled, but I also know what the match you're saying is, and I got to watch that list, that match too. So yeah. Sadly. yeah. Um, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's down a little ways. It's that good. Um, all right. Here's my, my twofer and this might be tabled. From Heavy Metal Wrestling slash Inspire Pro Wrestling, the Texas Texas Deathmatch Massacre Tournament, August 10th. Ruben Steele versus Great Scott and Ruben Steele versus Masada. I don't have, not a okay. table, um, okay. but both are great. Uh, 
yeah, this kicked a lot of ass. We talked about it before. Ruben Steele is great. Um, and especially the more shit you add. I mean, this is... I watched a, a, ma- a match between him and Masada from a couple weeks later. Sure. That was okay. It was fun. I watched that too. It was, yeah, it wasn't great, but it was... He looked real fun in it. And he was doing all kinds of goofy shit that you're like, I want to see more of this guy. This is a guy who should be booked. Yeah. And uh, promoters, take a fucking, like, you know... Take, yeah notice uh book this guy he's... i don't know how we get ruben Steele out of texas i don't like he's he's like he's got to be like almost 40 or something um i think he like listened to the show before i know he I, I, he he tweeted at us at some point and it sounded like he at least listened to our our tournament deathmatch tournament digest podcast from from september um which i think is one of our funniest shows but um and one of our most like ramshackle similar to how this will probably yes exactly um this is uh, one of our uh our formats Um, i love to do this format the format is we don't have a format yes just saying shit whatever you know this is uh this is our uh town style episode i suppose yeah yeah for sure um did you see the um okay did you see the the clip of the uh whiffin girl no i don't know what that is all right, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll tell our friend Hot Jughead to tell you, I suppose, or I'll just tell you off. It's 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 complicated and it's very stupid. But um, is this Cumtown adjacent? It's Cumtown. It's extremely Cumtown. So it's probably too problematic for even us to it's talk about. It's not that problematic. On... Okay. Um, Sometimes they do wholesome shit, you know. It's it's come. Okay, so she is this weird. She's just this weird pseudo fairy who does a lot of drugs apparently, and her at on Twitter was is uh, gay with your dad. Okay. So I was like, oh, okay, this is. A, come town listener sure. boy if you will and apparently she um has slept with adam okay uh, and is and is doing this in, in an attempt to uh fuck with uh dasha okay uh, so post dasha okay yes. yeah i don't know what her last name is either dasha yeah. red i believe her name is uh, dasha red scar um, uh dasha uh dasha uh, patreon go, dasha go fuck off her <laughs> dasha patreon i'm gonna change my last name to patreon dasha internet yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's very stupid. Very no, stupid. check it out. I, 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 I love all of the, uh, you know, uh, more like 5 a.m. Um, yeah. Ruben Steele versus Great Scott from the first round is a match that when you watch this tournament, if you haven't like listened to us talk about it, if you just watch this randomly, you don't know who either of these guys are. Great Scott looks like a fucking dumbass. Like he, <laughs> he he's like a total nobody. Like, yeah, I, I want to see more of him, but I'm yeah, also like, he's great. I, very concerned (laughs) he's like a he's like um he reminds me of like when one of our one of my backyard wrestling friends would like go on high spots or the easy money uh custom tights do you know easy money used to make tights yeah 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 so a few people that i wrestled with would like go and buy a pair of tights or sometimes like trunks and wear it to backyard wrestle and we would all just be like dog you it this is not this this is not yourself this is, this is too clown <laughs> like, um shouts out to this aaron is, shouts out to aaron hart <laughs> who, this is a who turned out to be versus this is gear eddie versus shorts eddie but a shorts eddie you could just be shorts eddie come on i'll say aaron hart uh was a lot more likely to do he would do a moonsault off of the apron um and like uh, to a guy on the ground and the guy would always move so he just took a fucking moonsault bump like face bump off the apron <laughs> to the floor and he only started doing that after he like started wearing uh short like uh like uh half shorts like trunks that were um yeah so and he also of course went on to be 
probably the most prolific pro of anybody that I wrestled with, I think. So more power to him. Yeah, um, the, the, you know, that's the, you know, the Samson, the Samsonian energy of the trunks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Great Scott has like pure uh, backyarder and over his head energy, but he's great in that. And Ruben Steele, of course, we we did talk about this pretty, pretty lengthy on that Deathmatch Tournament uh, Digest show, but just Ruben Steele getting his hair caught in the barbed wire, like the board breaking and then the barbed wire staying and he would like get up and the bar, like part of a barbed wire board was just dangling from his hair. And like at first the ref's like, hang on, hang on. And then great Scott is like, no, we're fucking up the match. We just got to do this. And Ruben Steele's like, no, you're right, buddy. Let's just do this. And then he just starts wrestling the match with a barbed wire board hanging, hanging, like dangling from his hair. Yes. You and, know, his proverbial crown of thorn. Yeah. And then they it's fucking fuck, beautiful. They finally cut it out of him. And it happens again. Again, it's good. <laughs> it's wonderful. That's that's pure shit. That's what you want out of this. It was so. It was great. It was all a joy. time, all time shit. Um, and then yeah, I was sold on Ruben Steele. Then Masada in the first round wrestles. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know who the guy was. Um, he wasn't great. He's got like a Russian name. But Dmitry like, Alexandrov. That's right, Dmitry Alexandrov. It's kind of a squash and feels like it got cut short. So Masada comes into the second round looking like he wants to like have a good match which you don't see from masada much anymore yes and i will say i have a masada match in my yeah i never i never watched it i'm looking forward to hearing you talk about it because we haven't really talked about it um also i like the other guy in that match more than he gets credit for um when masada comes in masada is the ace he and ruben still had had a match i think in may that i also watched they've had a few yeah um that was pretty good i hadn't seen it prior to this but it was pretty good um Masada comes in, it's like a, you know, light tubes on the ropes match. There's been very few light tubes on the show thus far. They've used a lot of other weapons, but they sort of built it all up. So this was the big, you know, this is the light tube match of the show, which really pays off because Masada just brutalizing Ruben Steele with light tubes. If you've seen the GIF from, which is on, you know, the old podcast account, of course, so it's gone now. Uh, but if you saw that, if you saw uh, Ruben Steele just slipping on glass, just uh, looking like, you know, I've made this illusion before, um, looking like the guy uh, who just lost a round in Mortal Kombat and is waiting for the other person to put in the button input for the fatality, looking like that while Masada just fucking quickly grabs tube smash grabs tube smash grabs tube smash just over and over it just true and like there's like a big near fall there where he like it's like oh god he just hit him with eight light tubes in a row and then he pins him and then he kicks at like 2.99999 or whatever and just truly incredible match he's got skewers sticking out of his head at that point also and he's getting the tubes broken over him and then Masada goes to the final, wins the tournament, right? Yeah. Um, but after the match, it's just a, truly one of the greatest, like, one of the lasting images of 2019 wrestling for me is Ruben Steele walking his way to the back and the crowd losing it for him. The commentators, who are, I believe, the promoters, like the promoter of Heavy Metal and the promoter of Inspire Pro on commentary together, just like having the best night of their lives, like extremely yeah. proud of their guys and of the show they've co-promoted, just talking up Ruben Steele. And Ruben Steele stands in front of a fucking Texas flag with lights shining on him, blood pouring down his back, just gives the fucking Longhorns 
and just like you know whatever i'm from texas it i don't have a whole lot of nostalgia for that kind of shit because it's all fucking rote and lame but in that moment it was not lame like that is that is my shit and ruben Steele is my fucking guy um still our fucking guy Ruben yeah. Steele. Yeah. he he is one he is like we 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 found some boys in the course of this podcast um ruben Steele is a number one for me of like a, a wrestling is gross original yeah he's 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 day one yeah uh, apparently he's wrestled pagano um i don't think that matches out there but it's like on wrestling data um so he's been to mexico they're there might be some Ruben Steele out there to watch. I yeah. haven't really dug for it. Hey, hey, Brett, book him in a book him for your fucking show in Austin. I don't know what the yeah. hell it is. We all tweeted at him for that, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tweet at him again. Screw it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Okay. So, do you? Uh. What is my number nine? Yeah, number nine. Number my nine. number nine. Remember that song? Number nine. Nine. <laughs> uh, I did just. We was brought up a little bit earlier today. Uh. And that would be from July 20th, Wombat. GCW presents Wombat for, I don't remember what title matched the, the Like the Waffle title. House title or some shit? Shit, it doesn't matter what it is. That'd be GQ versus Grease Lightning. GQ versus Grease Lightning. Um, I can't believe I forgot to put this on my list because it would this be there. Is, this is such an essential match. Yeah. I, have... I know Eva loves this match. I know that she was like way into this. And I think she was telling other people, hey, watch this. And people were like, I don't know what that is. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> that's the point. You don't fucking know what this is. Yeah. That's, that's that's half of the joy. And the other half is that this match is fantastic. It's really great. It's I don't some know of the either... most pure, just garbage, just beauty of the year. It's so good. This is a this is like this is two guys who this is Shit. the biggest match of their this is like ironically like there's no qualification on this this is the most important match out of these guys have ever had yeah are, who these, are they not a, who are they who <laughs> are they are they like friends of Kerry Awfuls or like yeah who found buds? them I don't fucking know who they are who it's the just, hell are they this it is the meth, meth match of the year for sure. This is just doesn't make matter because they just beat the shit out of each other and they fucking jump, fall off of ladders and they do brain busters on the shit and you just take unprotected chair shots and you're bumping just like, on the ground. And what just... is wrong with you two fucking idiots? Don't you have day jobs? I assume you have full time day jobs because I don't see you get paid to wrestle ever. Oh, yeah. No, Grease Lightning I... has like three jobs probably. And that's yeah, not including I don't the, think they have full time day jobs. They have many day jobs that they have to work. These guys are working sixty-five hours, <laughs> and then they then on but one one random Friday night, you know, they just got in the call. Hey, you guys, you want to go live it out? And yeah, like, at the Gypsy Joe fight. Arena. Yeah, in uh, what uh, Tullahoma, Tennessee. Yeah, Tullahoma. Yeah, Tullahoma, Tennessee. You're gonna live out the dream live on Fight TV. You want to do it? Uh, yeah, hell yeah, I want to do it. Hell yeah, I want to do it. I want to say this boom. is this is the one example of Joey Janela being good on commentary. <laughs> I, like, I think this is like, because this is like a thing where for whatever Joey Janela presents himself as sort of debtors between oh I'm the bad boy and oh I'm uh, fucking Mark. Yeah. Um, but this is a thing where Joey Janela like he has in stature, stature he cannot like do a thing where he is below these guys and he also has no expectations so he can't really do a thing here. He can't like stick this up really. Right. Yeah. This is He's all just like, what the f- This is the Joey Janela that is like. The, the, the Joey Janela that is corny, but is sort of like that. 
a lot of people see themselves in. That this is, is the Joey Janela who like went to tournament of death shows as a teenager and like lost his mind. Like before yeah. he before he had his brain broken through CTE and also fucking Penelope Ford for way too long. She's like 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 this is this is the this is way before he could get someone out as out of his league as penelope ford yeah yeah this, this is joey janela this is joey janela before he this started listening to Gavinsky a lot <laughs> yeah it's Starman for sure this is pre-synth wave joey janela uh but he watched drive and then he was like i want to be like uh ryan gosling not realizing that ryan gosling's character in that in that movie is like mentally handicapped. <laughs> yeah, I want to be he like Joey Janela. Uh, I want to be like Ryan Gosling in Blue Valentine. I want to have a weird accent and be balding. Hell yeah! I, I, that's I mean, a, I that's a good. That's wanna... a deep cut. People, I don't know if people know that movie. Uh, yeah, I think it. I think it disappointed. Uh, uh, give me, give me a, a a ranking of these two: uh, Michelle Williams versus uh, Carrie Mulligan. Oh, Michelle Williams number one easily. Yeah, Carrie yeah. Mulligan's fine. But Michelle Williams, I think, is the best actress of her generation. Okay, wow, damn. Yeah, you like, yeah, you like Dawson's on. Creek that much? I do like Dawson's Creek that much, bitch. Uh, <laughs> there's a movie with uh, no, there's a movie with Anna Friel and like a legit sixteen year old uh, Michelle Williams, and she does like this perfect English accent. I don't hmm. fucking get it. I don't know how she's just this natural. She's natural. You know who else are natural at uh, falling off of ladders and bleeding? <laughs> Yeah. GQ and Grease Lightning. I thought you were going to say Take Anna Friel. Just Anna Friel taking bumps. Yeah, uh, Anna, uh, Anna Friel. Uh, Anna Friel as um, uh, Elizabeth Baffrey taking bumps. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> This yeah, it's it's a it's a marvelous match. Um, it is it is really some of the seediest shit. Um, I don't even know like a comparison for this really because you don't. I mean, I guess a comparison. Like, if you were going to compare this to something, it would be some match you found on YouTube between two guys you've never heard of that had 47 views. Like, there is no... I don't know who GQ is. I don't know who Grease Lightning is. Like, this got advertised before the show, too. Like, this was, like... There were graphics for this. And it was... You know. This is also like uh, I was thinking when you say that I think of uh, the Crazy Crusher Hellstorm match. Okay. Like a lot of my yeah. friends have talked about. But here's the thing. Yes. I knew Hellstorm and Crazy Crusher were when that match happened. Sure. I watched IWS. And yeah, and they were, and yeah, and uh, uh, Hellstorm was in CZW like a couple of times, I, I think, or at least once. Um, Those but, are guys. Yeah. Not not major guys. They weren't Green Phantom and Arsenal or the fuck within IWS and even then. Who the hell are they? Hardcore but Ninja number two. Like they were someone. Like I could uh, like, oh yeah, I know those names. After I see, like when I see my friends talking about this fifteen-year-old ladder fuck, I don't know. Nobody knows who these people are. Nobody knows who knows who they are. If you know who they are, like, like <laughs> you, we're doing, you're like, buying job. shit from them. You you bought yeah. a TV from Grease Lightning, like off of Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> you bought some stolen <laughs> meat off of Grease Lightning off from the Win Dixie. Yeah, it smelled funny, but you cooked it good, and it was fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, he's charging half price. He's charging $2 for uh, a filet mignon, and that's a nice fucking deal. Filet that's mignon's right. kind of a weak cut, but you know what? $2 filet mignon, I'll take that. That's right. That's right. It's right there. It's already thawed out because it's been sitting in the back of his van smoking crack. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, did, uh, no, this is um, – did you enjoy my Prince Phillips? I did. I did. Thank I, you. I really enjoyed – I like all your posts. I, mean, I know. I, don't, I, I don't, enjoy all I don't your posts see too, all of buddy. them. Yeah, it's good. We're... Uh year end celebration of each other's posts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um I just want to go ahead and shout out uh another of my uh 
awards while we're at it. Uh, oh no, I don't have it. I didn't write it down. It was like is best... it the Lane's Launch Sloppy Spot? Oh, Lane's Launch. Lane's Launch. Well, so this is a shout sad out award. to Lane, I guess. Shout out to Lane, um, and the Nuga. I man, I met the Nuga, and he was just a, the sweetest person, and like, it's so charming. So I. Well, we can't make fun of the Nuga. I just wish that he, his name was Mass Matt was uh, Chattachusetts, you know. Chattach- yeah, it would be less. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, yeah. The. Uh, what the fuck was I gonna say? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do Lane's lunch sloppy spot of the year award. Is sadly, um, uh, G Raver almost dying. <laughs> yeah. They didn't plan that, and the whole thing of it is so sad. But it's also like they did guys, it in freedoms, like. A week before, right? Yeah, well, it was Big Japan, but they had all of the ring boys. They had fucking people Tatsuka holding Yoshino. the ladder. It was like a 35 year old man on a contract of Big Japan, and he's still holding the ladder. Yeah, there's people. a man who knows how to hold a ladder. Exactly, he's been doing. Yeah, it for they, a long I time. mean, Daichi Hashimoto is there still, just like like uh, observe, like you know, supervising. Yeah, uh, the free time champ, uh, the son of the greatest ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's still just like in with his blue hair and in his shorts. Like, all right, make sure the, la- the ladder is his hair blue yeah, yeah. now. It's blue and blonde. He's, I, I like. I like Daichi, but yeah, fuck man. He's goofball. Yeah, he's he's he hasn't he has not uh, paid off on what we wanted from him, but he's given us something else. So shouts out. Well, he's yeah, he's very um, Mitsuo Momoda, but you know what? What if Eddie Kingston comes and just beats his ass? Yeah, yeah, we need to. Yeah, I want to see you know, Daichi the, the, in that that uh, game changer Japan tour coming up. We need yeah. more of those guys. Um, this match fucking great. Yeah. I love it. You know, oh. I don't, I, 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 I hate this verb, but I'll say it. GQ versus Grease Lightning fucks. It fucks. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, um, we're bringing it back for this time only. This match is, this match is all about, uh, sucking dick and getting your dick sucked. And baby, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> Yeah. Hell of a thing. Hell of a goddamn payoff. thing. There's a payoff. Yeah, it's, yeah, both guys. Come to the pay window. GQ they come, they both come to the pay window. Pay window. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, your number eight, your number whatever the hell. Yeah. Next up for you, Bucky. From St. Louis Anarchy. Ooh, I didn't have this, but I considered it deeply. Yeah, May 24th, Gary J versus Thomas Shire. Thomas fucking Shire. This guy is great. I love this guy. Number and two a- breakout star of the year, Thomas Shire, behind Alex Zane. Yeah, Thomas Shire is... I don't know what the hell his deal is necessarily. Um, he's great though. He's really he's just so, so much fun to watch. He's like a six foot three Dory Funk Junior trainee, right? Yeah. Um, Do you remember Adam Windsor? I remember the name. Yeah, he but was no, good. not really. But that this is like he was a Dory Adam guy. Windsor was good. Yeah, he's he was a Dory guy, and he was famously okay. So the Funks were like doing um semi customs they're doing like calendars where just like the guys would be just wearing like a belt or something. Hell and yeah. Adam Windsor was the king of those because he it was sort of pretty. Semi-customs. But, I love it. Yeah, because they were like for a certain set, but they were pre-mat. They're ma- I wish you could do a Terry so I could be like, I don't care if you like to jerk off to this thing, but I'm going to charge you for quite a bit of a premium for it. <laughs> oh, Onita. Onita. Show, Show me your dick. Show me your dick, Onita. 
It's feet up, no, no closed fists when you're jerking off. Keep that sweet ass. Oh, this is just uh, Hank Hill, but older. Keep that sweet ass away from those explosions. Um, yeah. <laughs> this match is this match is raw. Yeah, Thomas it? Shire versus Gary J. It is uh, it is unprotected, is what this is. It's raw yeah, as Gary, hell. Gary J. is not a perfect wrestler, but you know what Gary J. is. A guy who will just take the stupidest bump possible at any given moment. And I love that. The Gary J. Warhorse feud, not my favorite, but like definitely had had some crazy shit happening in it. Um, And man, this match did come out of nowhere. It's like uh, second from the top on this show, I think. And I had never seen Thomas Shire before. Obviously, he had a big match with Eddie Kingston. Uh, in from heavy metal actually in March, which is a really great match, but not yes. not the kind of thing we're talking about here. And I actually like this more because it's just you know more to my Who sensibilities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thomas Shire gets busted open hard way, and I don't remember exactly how. Do you remember? Uh, it, well, Gary J for some great strikes. That's like right. that is man who is not going to ever take anything off of his uh, fastball and will just kick you right in the face. And uh, something hits him. Something hits Shire. I'm not exactly sure. Might have been a headbutt. Might have been um, a, a limb strike. I don't recall off the top of my head, to be honest. Yeah. But something just – and it's just, oh, that's, that's bad happening, huh? Yeah. It and is It is, is the like uh, the, the hard way uh, blood of the year, I think. It's yeah. fair to say. It's it's obscene, and uh, they they he doesn't slow down a bit. He actually gets crazier. Tom Shire like f- clearly is feeding off of the the blood uh, just pouring from his forehead onto the rest of his body, and th- th- they brought in the crowd. Thomas Shire has this great um, uh, like he puts him in like a torture rack and spins around like airplane spin, and then just yeah. flings him. And he does this on the floor and sends Gary J like. He lets go of Gary J. Gary J. His body continues to flat spin, and like does like a full maybe like five forty through like three rows of chairs. And when I say through three rows of chairs, I don't mean like on two. I mean he's still spinning when he hits them. So he's yeah. whipping his body around and he just takes out three rows of chairs. And uh, I, I, our friend John, uh, another shout out to add another spammer, um, was there for this and was just losing it. I know. Uh, I think he brought his kids to this one, which is really funny when like he like brings his like 12 year old and 10 year old to a show and he's like, this should be fine. Right. And then a guy just bleeds half the blood in his body straight out of his fucking head. And then another guy has this like, looks like he's been crippled in four different places on his fucking spine. (laughs) Uh, It's cool. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, check this out. It's on it's on uh, Powerbomb IWTV. Uh, That's I'll say it again. Thomas Shire versus Gary J. St. Louis Anarchy, May 24th. So um, one of the sleeper matches of the year for me, for sure. All right. Next up, um, from MLW Saturday Night Super Fight, November Damn. 2nd, Jacob Fatu versus L.A. Park. I have not uh, watched this. this. I've it's seen very, It's very fun. And the one thing I've noticed watching MLW is they kind of work like a TV style in a way that doesn't seem like anything else that anyone some doesn't seem like things anyone else are doing it's like but a version see, of mainstream wrestling tv that but it's like slightly askew it doesn't yeah like there's a certain like watching davy uh david boy smith jr harry smith versus timothy thatcher really really great match i really enjoyed it um but it doesn't feel like it feels different from what you would see even 
uh, in any other promotion, just very slightly, just very moment is off, but in a right way, in a way that makes sense. It doesn't, it adds to it, but it doesn't, it, it just makes it different. It makes it, and this has those sorts of moments where just the way, so like the part of it is MLW having a, the budget to do multiple camera angles sure. and, and nice, but it just, everything just feels like the weird pauses, but they're not wrong. They're not wrong. It's just everything's sort of, but feels right and there's also this also has like a nice sovereign sensibility to it i would say you know the cold you know the thing that where Kurt was Bauer, this where was this at chicago this this was in chicago yes okay. but this is a you know cicero thing, i guess yes yeah, cicero stadium um this is cool the thing venue. Kurt Bauer has always yeah exactly Kurt Bauer has always tried to go for it. you have uh the chic uh, joseph samuel uh as his uh as fatu's manager and uh not in our league uh wife uh candidate uh selena de la renta Oh yeah, no, I could, I could, I could never uh, even talk to a person that looks like that. <laughs> yes, or her mom. Have you seen her mom? Uh, uh, she looks exactly no. the same. Basically, it's ridiculous. Damn, I was gonna say uh, uh, I fucked her mom, but I definitely probably <laughs> could not oh, even sniff her. Uh, representing promotions, uh, Dorato, uh, and they're very fun in this. Uh, you know, the Sheik. One of the, it's wild as hell to me that there's a, a universe where. Two of the worst NWA world champions of the 2000s could have a, could be in a match next year if they booked uh, Park and Blue Demon Jr. versus Fatu and Samuel the Sheik, and it would be as hyped of a match as you could possibly have right now. Yeah, for me, no, that's, that's a PCW the, Ultra match for sure. That's very. I mean, where's, you can do where's that. Tokyo Monster Kagas, right? You know, like like Tom Waller, <laughs> bring him in, and let's let's get it all. Let's let it all loose. Let's get uh, Colt and uh, MJF, that team. MJF has a blood feud with uh, Tom Waller now in MLW. Who's this? Why not, right? Let's say he <laughs> does. Uh, just, just let's get all of the weird NWA world champs in. Yeah. Uh, and Get Severn. Uh, yeah, get Severn. Uh, Severn and one of the Von Erich boys. Severn we, uh, here's and an idea. Knows. Here's an idea. We, uh, you, you, did you see the Irishman yet? You didn't. I have not. All right. Well, uh, let's just... Let's just, uh, if they could de-age De Niro, we could probably, uh, with computer-generated imagery, recreate Hashimoto, and we do Hashimoto versus Jacob Fatu. Thoughts? I like it. <laughs> you know what we do? We get Hashimoto versus Steve Carino versus Gary Steele versus <laughs> Dylan Knight, all CGI. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But this is just a crazy ass match. Um, Park bleeds a lot. He, of course, he's gonna bleed, but he, he you, you know, he doesn't need to. Yeah. No. When to. I when I saw that this match was like good and that he he fought two beats him clean, semi clean. No. Uh, does semi. he pin him? He does pin him. Okay, that's clean it has enough. A finish. It, yeah, by Park standards, he, yes. he, he actually took a fall. Okay. After some shenanigans, uh, <laughs> he puts Selena through a ta- through a door. Oh and, man, cool. Uh, the Sheik throws a fireball at a ref. Uh, wow, this sounds yeah, insane. You get a uh, you get uh, I mean you get Park cutting up a Fatu kid. Huh. That's man. you know it's it's a it's a very it's not a particularly well. Uh, filmed blade job because you can tell but you don't see the blade or anything but okay. it's like they both under and it looks like park's just choking him i would assume is the what you're supposed to think which is still cool and and but there's a fatu kid just you just you just bust it open because uh, a dude as old as his uncles old as old as rikishi sure uh, 
if not older, just just busting them open. And, and he's got the, uh, the dreads, right? Yeah. So that's a good look with blood also. Yeah. Um, and I saw very... a couple of pics and maybe one gift from this. And I, I was like, man, these guys look good fucking. I mean, obviously we know, uh, you know, <laughs> Adolfo Tapia is a great at bleeding and always looks good bleeding. But you don't see Jacob Fatu a lot like looking like that. If you see no. Jacob Fatu a lot at all. And he looks yeah. fucking sick. This is his breakout basically last uh, year and a half or so with the PCW stuff, uh, teaming with Samuel and uh, previously Brody King and War Beast, which was managed by Kevin Sullivan. Hilarious to Court Bauer, not a Kevin Sullivan, enough of a Kevin Sullivan mark to bring him in huh. for the Contra unit stable that they uh, primarily form okay. in MLW, but whatever. It's it's fun. I like him. This is like a positive direction. MLW kind of scuffled most of the year, but they've had some real big matches lately. And Keith Thatcher, I mean, bringing in Thatcher, you know, a hot take. You bring in Timothy Thatcher, things good things that happen. But who this who is in Thatcher? Uh, Key Loki. Oh, also, Key and Thatcher. Okay. Yeah, Lawler and Thatcher. Dave, I did not uh, see Dave that. Boy Smith Thatcher match. I don't know yes, if I realized Loki versus Timothy Thatcher happened at all. It did. It's good. And this. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm. Uh, it, they got time, and okay. I'm. You know, it's they not, don't even need uh, time. They could use six minutes and it'd be fucking. Well, great. yeah, but well, that I mean, it's Loki in a in a respect person mode, so he's gonna be bumping and all that shit. You assume? interesting? Yeah, of course, of course, he'd be down. Yeah, at least yes. You, I like how Loki has his reputation because Did... of our racism, but uh, literally, <laughs> if you respect someone, he will just literally take the stupidest bumps of all time for you. Sure. Yeah. No. It, um... It's like uh, I'm wrestling Janela, a man of no offense, but for homicide show. Sure, I'll take a bump where I uh, like fall, fly seven feet back uh, into a guardrail. <laughs> He's great it's at for, it. It's for homicide. Wait, he did. All right. So did Loki and Thatcher wrestle each other in that uh, Vexfay WXW tag league a few years ago? Yes. Okay. Great, a homicide. Right. And, the pit... uh, Loki versus Thatcher and Walter. The Rottweilers? Is match. it the Rottweilers? Yes. That was one of my favorite matches of that yeah. year. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's, that, a, that's, that's a cool tournament. His, that's where he blew out his ACL. That not, uh, he didn't blow it out. It only kept him out like two months, but it was still ends up uh, being able to ca- carry uh, Thatcher on an electric chair to do his, uh, to do the Rottweilers Super Bowl. Yeah. Dog. Doomsday. Yeah. Reverse Doomsday. Yes. Insane. Loki is a freak. Yeah. This match is very cool. It's just it's it's old school. It feels like something from WCW or whatever, and that's that's nice. It's yeah. real nice. Just it's just the kind of thing you would enjoy. It feels like a Bill Watts book match. Hell yeah, in a lot of ways. I think a lot of people liked this match, and I I've been meaning to watch it. I know Phil sent us a a link, uh, and uh, you know otherwise it's out there too. Um, I I will definitely check this out before I move on to to twenty twenty for sure. It's one of, it's one of like the ten matches that I feel most. I think anything that you shout out on this show that I haven't seen, I need to watch obviously. But that this match was already in there. Yes, um, that's that's the general rule. If one of us shouts it out, it's like yeah. That's why we have a podcast together. That's there. right. That's right. It's not just because we both looking at MC Ganey's dick, but that's the other reason. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, my well, that, my daughter. And, I mean, we enjoy um. We don't enjoy uh, Powers Booth beating the shit out of Kristen Bell, but we appreciate it. I fucking hate that scene. I hate. I that, know that scene that, is that that's the worst scene in Deadwood. It's it so is, brutal. It, it's disgusting. And it's, if, it, if it wasn't Kristen Bell, I might have less of a problem with it. But I just love Veronica Mars so much that it just see, fucks me yeah, up. Yeah, I know. It's it's so. I just keep thinking about that scene because that scene can't. I haven't thought about it in a while, but when I, I really. Uh, well, I, I did, I've been re- rewatching it recently. Sure. I, I'm actually ironically stuck on the on uh, the beast of two uh, heads. 
Beast of Two Backs. I'm an idiot. I can't remember the name of the title of this episode of the episode uh, from the fucking fight we did on our episode. Yeah, sure. Our show. I believe it's called uh, Two Headed Beast. I can just suck on it for whatever reason. I haven't gotten back to it. Three four. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good Deadwood. show. Deadwood's Good a greatest show. show. Uh, it's the fourth greatest show of all time. Um, if you want to know the other three, I mean, you could probably guess. Um, all right. So my daughter is upstairs making noise. I don't know if my wife is awake yet. She said, uh, when the kids wake up, I will hang out with them. Um, so that you can record your last podcast of the year. My wife, the, the true unsung hero of this podcast. Always has um, been. I'm going to go take a piss and see what's up up there. And we will return with our top seven ish. Um, nice pace so far. We're an hour and 40 minutes in, but this I, is a year end show. It's, it's going to be a big cox. Yeah. Obviously. I think it's, I think it's got to be the biggest dick of the year. And I think we're doing a good job so far. MC gaming yeah. shouts out. Shouts out. All right. I'll be right back. Yes. Did you watch uh, the new Spacey video? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, yeah. Kill him with kindness. Kill him with kindness. And then literally a day after, um, so, um, one of his accusers uh, commits suicide, as it were. Hmm. I did not hear about that. Uh, yeah. member, Ex-member of the Norwegian royal family. So it's, it's extremely deep in the conspiracy hole. Sure. Um, and here's the thing. I hadn't watched Let Me Be Frank until then. And it is so insane. Yeah. I yeah. just didn't want to watch it. And now I can I had to win. Spacey's the key the to I... it all. Spacey's the key to all of the shit. But here's the thing that I really have stuck in my head, and I posted about this. Um, the cover of that from an, a, a post-9-11 concert that was a, a celebration of John Lennon, um, <laughs> Kevin Spacey singing Mind Games, uh, or solo John Lennon cut. Okay. And it is the most insane thing. Of a... Firstly, it's completely insane, and he sounds like Vin Scully, you know, the Dodgers announcer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking insane, and it's, like, haunting me ever since. Man. The whole Kevin Spacey thing is insane. He's, He's albino the one... alligator. Yeah, he... I don't... <laughs> albino alligator, damn. Yeah, yeah he, that's, he directed that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I Not remember... in it, though, so it might actually be watchable. Yeah, I remember that being on IFC a lot, and I don't, I don't think I ever watched it, so... Um, yeah. Oh, welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. Uh, this is your... your uh, your Epstein hour. Uh, I actually have this written down person of the year, Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. Um, definitely the one who made the most impact on, on the culture, if not just me and you. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, the thing about that is, is Kevin Spacey seems like the most loose of the canons. He's like the one who, who could potentially just be like, fuck it. Here's everything. 
here's here's documents of everything also put me in jail because like what does it matter you know like he's he, he seems so, like have you ever seen the life of david gale oh uh, yeah sure yeah yeah, yeah the movie where i haven't he thought plays about that someone in a long time gets himself executed yeah but what if he decides to do that in real life laura lenny in that mark for his own work yeah who's in that uh laura lenny is she in that i believe i want to say that sounds right yeah yeah um i haven't thought about that movie in a long time um god kevin spacey's fucking absurd uh candidate for uh man of the year uh woman of the year that's interesting i'm uh, gonna go with uh, uh, I, I believe her uh greta thunberg uh greta, greta, greta <laughs> uh, yes. kate winslet and laura linney are in that movie yeah okay I, uh, Greta Gerwig, uh, star, uh, sure. director of uh, Little oh, the, Women, the movie that that uh, that is not doing well at the box office because men refuse to watch it. Of course. Yeah, I mean, I just do you, are you? Did you see Lady Bird? Yeah, of course. I like Lady Bird. Lady Bird. I like I like Timothy Chalamet a lot in that movie. Yeah, I just am like, I just don't give a shit about Greta Gerwig stuff. I, I like really Frances Ha. I think she's cool. I liked House of the Devil a lot um i don't know i'm just like i'm just not i'm not feeling i don't know it feels like we're getting roped no thing with tyron bomb back and all that shit yeah fucking yeah. bomb back I, I didn't watch a, a marriage story but i you know i think squid and the whale is a lot of fun um and i thought uh margo at the wedding is that right yeah the, the one with nicholas cage or nicholas cage nicole kidman wow nicholas cage <laughs> yeah. uh nicole kidman and jack black and jennifer jason lee i like that movie a lot um but yeah other uh, other person of the year candidates um donald trump of course always oh yeah big big dt yeah that's did you see that he posted like a a, a gif meme yesterday no uh, i didn't see this oh it's like this like uh nancy pelosi like meanwhile in nancy's district and it's just like you know tent city or whatever um but it's it's like the the weird animation of this meme is it's just like a strobe and it's like a quote tweet of somebody else's post and he's just like yes correct or something yes. <laughs> it's, it's like you know if if deuce wasn't deuce poster of the year would undoubtedly be at real donald trump because who else is better at this like, so even though he is possibly a Republican, I have a thought. Democratic uh, candidate for 2020, Deuce Von Peebles. Deuce Von Peebles. I love Deuce Von Peebles. Um, yeah, I think Deuce is like, Deuce would definitely have to run as an independent. If, if you know, but Yeah, uh, De- Deuce Perot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I really like uh, I really like Donald Trump on Twitter. I think he's a very funny guy. I saw okay because part of uh, what my roommate uh, and I do um, shout out uh, to Neutral Max. Uh, what we do is we of course we just yell at each other. And uh, I found out something from King of New York. Are you familiar with King of New York? Of course. Yeah, yeah, Abel Ferrara. Abel Ferrara. We talk a lot about Abel Ferrara because very important figure, I suppose. And did you know, okay, so there's a shot in that uh, film that one of uh, the Plaza Hotel tr- owned by Trump, and apparently Abel Ferrara said that he, uh, Trump let him shoot for free as long as Ivana Trump could take a picture with Christopher Walken. Okay. Uh, because just a uh, big mark for Chris Walken, who isn't. And now I'm thinking about Christopher Walken playing Vince McMahon. <laughs> okay. And physically, when you think about it, they look a hell of a lot alike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They? No, I haven't seen Walken uh, in a few years. I don't know, you know, I mean, Vince has obviously started to age finally in the last few years, but um, yeah, that's that's a really interesting you need one. A, you need a young Vince, but like old Vince, uh, I think you See, could do it. I you think it would be great. Irishman technology, baby. Irishman, yeah, Irishman. You, make, you take, you take, uh, 
Well, God, now I'm thinking of like Vince McMahon uh, and the Deer Hunter playing Russian roulette. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No. There's. Yeah. 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 Oh, Did you yeah. ever see? Um... What a maneuver. <laughs> Just gun to his head, pulling a trigger repeatedly. Did you ever see uh, John Woo's pseudo remake of the Deer Hunter Bullet in the Head? No. It's I so I have. It's, I may have, but God knows at this point. It's uh, it's you know, it's his Hong Kong period. It's between The Killer and Hard Boiled, I believe. It's like 1990. Um, insane movie. They get you know, they become POWs and have to do Russian roulette. They're like you know, they they like go from hong kong to to vietnam or something maybe it might they might go to cambodia or something it might not even be vietnam it might be like uh uh, uh pol pot or something i don't know the details extended uh, indochina yes exactly and they you know it's 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 literally a remake of the deer hunter except with some fucking big ass gunfights it's fucking great and uh, less, uh, l- less, uh, fucking, uh, uh R- Russian Orthodox, uh, Chimino, uh, jerking himself off. Thinking is that about, how you, you say know, his the... name? Chimino? Yeah. Ch- I always thought, I always thought it was Simino. I don't know why I thought that. I don't know if Chimino, it's probably not Chimino, but Chimino sounds more authentically Italian, doesn't it? What he, what, what was the thing he did? Uh, we're way off on a tangent. What, if people what? like movies, then here you go. What, 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 what? Heaven's Gate? Heaven's Gate, yeah, where he blew up the horses. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that in reference to Locke. Sadly, uh, the Milch, the the Heaven's Gate rule, you you get free horses. Right. Yeah, I forgot about that conversation. Um, yeah, Chimino. Oh, I mean, I've had this, and we've talked about we've talked about Deer Hunter before. We've never really talked about um the movie that now I can't think of the name of it, but it's the Deer Hunter like counterpart that's liberal and is actually much more conservative in its weird way. The the one Hal Ashby did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Coming home. Coming home, yeah. Coming home is a terrible movie. I've never seen it. it. I don't think Hal Ashby is that great. I don't like Harold and Maude. I do like the last detail, though. I like his. Yeah, I I think he's a mixed bag at best. Um, but I like I like the idea of Hal Ashby more. I think that's. I think everyone does. Yeah, yeah. I I like Peter Sellers in that and being there. Um, Oh, I love. Well, I love. I do love being there. Of course, yeah. I I feel like the movie's a little disjointed. I just think he's really good in it. He Um, is. The, the ending is great, and then they play, like, a blooper reel. Like, it's a Jackie Chan movie over the fucking ending, over the credits. And I was just like, oh, man, this removes any emotional weight from the ending where he walks yeah, in know. the water. Yeah, I know. That's insane. I do really like in uh, in Arrested Development when Charlie Theron's character walks on water. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just – sometimes that show would get extremely good with those references, and other times it just – it didn't. It just didn't. At least um, the, the first three, I mean, are pretty solid. I mean, the 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 gopher thing, the gopher, them, the mm-hmm. the fake, the them, a- accidentally having a full on kaiju thing, and the model homes. That's yeah. That's, that's sort fucking, of. That was, I. That's that, so insane, but that works deeply to me. Just because of the of just how stupid it is as a. But if it you watch. It if you watch that episode and I think maybe the one before it, like the, the, um, I was going to say MacGuffin, but, uh, not MacGuffin, the, the Chekhov's gun of that, uh, of that little model, uh, neighborhood. It's just like, Oh, obviously we're going to do something dumb with this. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah. Is that right? Like, Chekhov's gun? Didn't have a jetpack yet. Chekhov's gun. <laughs> is that the right thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, they show you it in Act One and Act Three. Better fire. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So, um, fuck it. Uh, while we're at it, what's your number? Whatever. No, yeah, no. I, I, we're we're in uh, we're in 
the pop culture. So I just want to throw out a few things. Um, my favorite movie of the year is Uncut Gems, uh, directed by the Safties. Incredible, incredible movie. Um, Adam Sandler is fantastic. It's a movie that feels like it was cast for me and you and a couple of our friends and no yes. one else. Uh, the Weeknd is doing coke in it, playing himself. Kevin Garnett is playing himself and just like, you know... <laughs> a total scumbag who becomes enamored with the fucking stone. Um, the titular Mike Francesa drops an F bomb. My, yeah. Mike Francesa drops an F bomb. That's, that's an incredibly funny clip. If you haven't heard it, um, where somebody calls into, uh, I don't even know what it's called anymore. Not Mike and the mad dog, but the Mike Francesa, uh, radio show. And he's like, why are you saying the F word? And he's like, cause it's a scripted movie. I, I, I don't use that language on here. You could watch, you could listen to my show with your kids, turn it on and you never hear anything uh, offensive to you or your family. Uh, Mike Francesa has two scenes. He's great, but it's a small part. Eric Bogosian in that movie. Um, in, oh uh, yeah. We were talking Bogosian. Yeah. That's how yeah. we got in the subject is uh, he is, he's like so conflicted and like such like a, um, he, he basically, he plays uh, Sandler's, brother-in-law i believe um but he's also sandler's like in he's like a, a bookie so he's in like you know super fucking debt to bogosian's character um so they're like at passover together right at passover dinner and then later bogosian's like you know sending his thugs after sandler and beating the shit out of him in a car uh in a, in a van and like telling him you know need the money by tomorrow at noon or some shit um and then you know, Lakeith Stanfield. I've heard people say Lakeith, but I'm pretty sure it's Lakeith Stanfield um, from Sorry to Bother You. It's fantastic in it. Um, Adina Menzel or uh, Adele Dazim, you know, depending on where yes. you're from. Uh, it's fantastic in it as his wife. And actually the standout supporting performance is his like mistress, who's like a prostitute. Julia Cox, I believe is the, or Julia Fox. I'm not actually sure. She's got no credits to her name. She's apparently like a, a New York socialite and model. Uh, she's known in, in the area, but she's never really acted before. She's fantastic. Um, it, it, the one Oh tricks point. Never Daniel Lopatin score is incredible. At times it sounds like a seventies porno or a nineties infomercial or the fucking, uh, soundtrack to Akira, like, um, or Akira. Um, like it's, fucking cinematography is incredible um the, the pace is just blistering and it's some of the highest anxiety i've felt ever in a movie it's yes as we were talking about one of our things uh, our our patreon for movies that we probably never do but we were talking about how like the thing of one of the things is like uh movies that have an f on cinema score and how right. we should figure out what it is is they just make people extremely uncomfortable yeah and confused. Bug. william this Friedkin's movie bug. makes people extremely uncomfortable and confused doesn't it yeah yeah well it's, idiots it's great us. it's great brain geniuses like it's us. supposed to make people feel true uncomfortable, greases, like us yeah yeah this is for true greases only uh it's no but this is i saw uh uh, uh david what's his name david ehrlich i believe um on letterbox said um uh this is this is the movie that Jews were promised uh, in the Torah. Um, finally, we yeah. have a, finally we have a better Passover movie than the Ten Commandments. Like, it's it is it is classic classic shit. It's it's my favorite movie of the year. The Irishman. I wondered, yeah, I, 
there's uh, some slate or salon guy i forget which who wrote like nobody in this movie acts like a human being and he's turkish and i wanted to say something problematic about how that guy's an anti-semite <laughs> which i don't know if that's problematic but it feels pro- and, uh, problematic but at the same time buddy you're the one who said that nobody in this movie acts like an actual human being <laughs> yeah Bill it's Kibiri. Yeah. Th- through different lenses right um and then i just i'll throw out a couple other things um my favorite uh album of the year is igor by uh Tyler the creator i think it's fantastic um and uh god i had something else a tv show or something i really don't know um another cultural thing that i was gonna throw out there but i i didn't write it down it's just in my head um but yeah i i I, I do want to say my favorite discovery from this podcast in our first year of it is Perot and Kampf. Um, Perot and Kampf, yes. There's no doubting that. I think it's just one of the most uh, special things I've ever watched, and I've I've watched it. I watched it twice. I don't think I watched anything else twice that we covered here. I know you you do that from time to time, but um, and it's like a 40 minute file, so like yeah. Um, can't wait for when we uh, do uh, lesser tests, uh, Dave Taylor, front and Can you? Yeah. Uh, spoilers. By, by which I mean, who the fuck knows when we're going to do that episode? Literally, no. I have no clue. Chain match. Yeah, the, the tethered part two or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, my number uh, seven, not including. All right, I've decided Blue Demon Jr. versus Dr. Ritter Jr. is my number zero because it's okay. just assumed. So I've got seven to go. Joshua Bishop versus Matthew Justice, AIW, May 17th, for the absolute intense wrestling intense title, which is their mid-card title. Um, this is on your honorable mention list, right? Yeah, it was my number 11. Uh, real tight, real tight. Yeah. If I rewatch, honestly, if I watched it another time, it might move up, but at the same time, it was almost a feeling of, we'll talk about it. And aside from the fact that we'd already talked about it, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But it so that's, so much the thing. Ass. that's the thing. We made these lists, you know, not entirely. Like, if we just straight up were like, this is the best match, this is the second best match, then it might not be as interesting. So we're, it, no, we want to talk about certain things because, like, that's how I was just listening to uh, uh, the Waypoint podcast and Austin Walker was talking about because they were doing their, like, top 10 games of the year. And he was saying, like, yeah, sometimes I, you know, my, my nine and 10 spots might not necessarily be the ninth and 10th best game of the year, but I'm a journalist. I have, like, uh, you know, people are going to look at this and I want them to know about this game that I put at 10 because nobody else is going to do it. And, you know, it might not be, like, legit. I, but I'm, I care about this game more than I care about whatever the theoretical 10th best game is. Exactly. Oh, that's my other thing. Uh, game of the year. Um, I, I've played eight hours of Disco Elysium and it is fucking massive it's apparently I've, there's a foreign melker uh riff on it in it, riff in it and, i uh, would believe it there there's uh there there are references to uh nick mullen and voices from the chapo guys apparently so yeah um uh, take that for what you will because it's it's an incredibly good game like if you don't I, like those things don't let that deter you um they're a part of the the you know the culture at this point for for online leftism they are whether you like it or not they are a part of it so it's for being for a twitter ass game it's guess congratulations welcome to twitter it's one it's like the most literate shit i've ever read in a game it's so weird to see this it's like it's and it's also just compelling to play through like if it wasn't compelling like to actually play then it wouldn't wouldn't matter but it's fantastic disco elysium um 
Josh Bishop versus Matthew Justice, friend of the show, Joshua Bishop. Yes. Um, and Matthew um, Justice, guy who appeared in a picture with me and Chris Gibbons while we were extremely high. Um, and he was looking extremely intense. Yeah, yeah. It, that, and he's the intense champion, of course, or former at this point. Uh, this is the match with the famous, uh, now infamous bump off the Death Valley Driver off of the uh, balcony of the Odeon in Cleveland uh, through four tables. And this is... It's, it's a wild match. It's double juice, bumps into guardrails, hot, hot, hot crowd. This was the first show they ever did at this building. Yeah. So, and if you, I'm sure if you listen to this, you probably listened to the Joshua Bishop interview, which is, I love that episode. I wish the audio was better for the first half of it, but ugh, just what a charming guy. And like charming in a weird, like shitty young wrestler way, you know, like just yeah. a, a dirt I, bag I, way. He's our kind of guy. He is definitely our boy. Um, and they they went for it. They went all out there. And, uh, it, it, you know, Josh said that he was really unhappy with their first match from the month before. And they had something to prove. And they had to be like, hey, if this is our building. And we're going to show um, that that us two freaks are the ones most willing to go out there and do it the first time we ever, like, wrestled yes. here. Um, and, um you know, and you know, it only comes down to it. Breakout star of the year. There are seven different breakout star of the year. Joshua Bishop. Yeah, Joshua Bishop is actually most improved. I'm going to, I, I'm not going to say breakout because he didn't actually break out yet. He hasn't. He's only kind of broken out. He's sadly. getting some bookings other places, but he hasn't broke. Matthew Justice has broken out, but Matthew sure. Justice has been wrestling for fucking 15 years or whatever. Um, and we all knew about Matthew Justice already. Um, I would say Joshua Bishop is the most improved wrestler of the year uh, over KTB, and that's just no no fucking uh, shade at KTB. KTB was already really good. He just you know um, started. He showing added out some better. legitimacy to himself. I was gonna say that Jimmy Lloyd show. Uh, you should watch that scramble uh, the from two nights ago, from uh, I believe December twenty sixth. Yeah. Uh, it's a scramble with like one of the guys in it. His name was like Dougie Sosa or some shit. And it was just a guy that people were like, this guy is replacing Ruckus, who couldn't be here tonight. And Joey Janela is just like, who is this guy? And MLJ is like the worst commentary team of all time, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> MLJ uh, is like, uh, so I hear he's just one of Jimmy Lloyd's backyard wrestling friends. And he's like wearing like a bad, like an ugly Christmas sweater and doing like weird shit. Like, <laughs> like you know, Ty Hill. Yes, Ty it's, Hill of, of the famous uh, shooting star arm drag. Yes, yes. <laughs> He's doing shit like that, except it's a little better. Um, but yeah, Jonathan Wolf is incredible in that match, actually. It's great show. Speaking, speaking of Joshua Bishop. Uh, yeah. Uh, I do want to say uh, there's a spot in that. KTB is like the only like big dude in that match, the only one who's super established, except for Grim Reefers there, too. Um, at some point, I believe his name is Steve Sanders. He lights a blunt in the in the ring and uh they pass it around and smoke it um and then it breaks down they start brawling um and ktb steals the blunt from him and does a he puts the blunt in his mouth does a like double quebrada uh into arm drag thing uh you know He's like, yeah. two, two guys have got him by the wrists, and he does a backflip off the middle rope and arm drags them both and then gets up on his knees and blows smoke out and then he uh then he does a tope con holo with a blunt in his mouth um 
So Paul the Beast is a maniac. He, yeah. Uh, He's from the fucking woods. He is. They got grass out there for sure. Um, it's fucking, it's sick. I showed it to my wife this morning. I watched it and she was like, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't show her a lot of wrestling, but yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. Justice and Bishop. Um, probably the the u.s feud of the year i think it's probably fair to say i would i I would go with that for sure and has continued i have how that main event from uh from last night from cold cold as ice uh baby it's too cold outside. baby it's too cold outside okay good reference to a great song that's totally innocent um i i haven't seen that yet but that feud is carrying along it was it was it, it was mixed, but I think it probably would be better on a rewatch. I think a lot of things are. Um, AIW is weird because it kind of felt like there was going to something was going to happen and then didn't. Okay. Yeah. I'll just say that. Sure. But like, like if you figure out the alignment of that match, you'd be like, there's there's a thing that, that there's this is kind of an uneven match, and then but it doesn't get evened out sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Lawler in a three way is weird. Tom Waller in a three way. Yeah, of course, we're yeah. talking about Bishop versus Justice versus Tom Waller, and then of and, course. We, we should, for context, we had Josh Bishop on that show, right? And uh, two days after I released it, he beat Josh, he beat Tom Lawler for the AEW title. And then five minutes later, or less, uh, we haven't actually seen the tape. I don't know if it's even out there. Um, Matthew oh, Justice. There. It is? Okay. Uh, Matthew Justice cashes in his JT Lightning Invitational Tournament trophy, for lack of a better term, uh, his money in the bank, as it were, and beats a, a fatigued Joshua Bishop for the title. Um, and that, so that, that feud is carrying on. Let's, and that sets up, uh, and with last night's match, which was, um, Tom Lawler versus Matthew justice with Bill Alfonso versus Joshua Bishop with, uh, Maserati West Barkley. Sure. And that is the thing that made it uneven. And there's, it doesn't make it even. I'll just say that it doesn't really affect the match and okay. quality, but you were like, doesn't this make sense for there to be a thing here? Tom Waller needed like Chuck O'Neill to be there. He or Kaplan. Yeah. Okay. That, and and that's this household, good. of course, it was uh, people. People were rooting for Kaplan to show up. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. Probably the feud of the year, if if not if Demon versus Wagner hadn't happened. Um, just fantastic, fantastic stuff, and the match is known for its bump obviously um but it is there's a lot of wild shit going before that yeah just, just it is be- a complete match ass. yeah that's joshua bishop versus matthew justice aiw 517 okay now my number six yeah. or number seven i'm fucking stupid no you'd be no, six. my number seven no oh. no my number seven okay. but i'm also no no you're counting gonna... demon versus wagner i'm counting demon versus wagner so my number six okay not counting demon versus wagner the <laughs> match zero <laughs> yeah, because nothing zero, else it, it exists on another plane all right it's exactly uh czw okay at in uh Voorhees, new jersey at the coliseum at tangled web may 11th in the titular tangled web match i believe tangled web 10 now 10 12? i was gonna say 12 yeah but who knows who fucking knows? I used to say uh even DJ isn't keeping a record of that anymore. No, no. Brandon Kirk versus Masada. Brandon Kirk. This is, this is a very this is a weird match that is not worked like a lot of death matches. It's not worked. It's you know young dipshit Brandon Kirk trying to prove himself against the ultra violent beast Masada. Uh, and Masada doesn't give a fuck, and that's great. 
He beats. He frozen through all kinds of barbed wire pits. Uh, you know, he does a little bit of no saddling, but he sell. He gives a little bit. He gives it just enough. But it's the appropriate thing because this is a this is a hierarchy match. This is like like Brandon Kirk, you know, guy who's been, you know, just a real moron. I say that the the character is a moron. Sure, a guy who's he just is a douchebag. Like, like he he yeah, comes off a, as a real douchebag, like a, a shit kicker. When a right, so bitch. for for example, when Brandon Kirk comes and wrestles at GCW, sometimes every single time they chant DJ's bitch at him every single time. Like he is that guy. He has become like a mascot for CZW outside of CZW in the sense that people shit on CZW, you know. For good reason. And to the extent that Jimmy Lloyd is even more prominently featured in CCW. Yeah. And Jimmy Lloyd takes no heat. Yeah, totally. Because Jimmy Lloyd, and they are, you know, they're destined to, I mean, not a fight for everything because that shit's lame, but they are sort of uh, conjoined at the hip. Yeah. 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 Jimmy Lloyd and and Brandon Kirk wrestled in uh, the Night of Infamy, uh, no, no canvas, barbed wire canvas match. Square circle um, of survival. Square circle of survival. Thank you. And uh, and then wrestled each other in the cage of death this year, which I haven't seen. Uh, the, Jimmy Lloyd had a. I didn't watch it, but Jimmy Lloyd had. I saw the the uh, clip of it versus uh, Casey Catan. Is that her Casey name? Catal, Casey Catal. Uh, the Mrs. Brandon Kirk. Right. Now. So yeah, Jimmy Lloyd. We, and we Casey... laughed at those wedding photos, but only because you know. Right. Is... Joe Gacy's were funnier. And, and you know what? Uh, 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 Scotty Vortex uh, was much sweeter. We've seen like three deathmatch wedding photos of like the last year and a half. Um, uh, Scott, Scotty Vortex one is especially nice because I watched that woman pick glass out of his back um, at, at, at Nick Gage Invitational a couple years ago. And then they got married and that's made me very happy. That's, that's fucking beautiful, man. And okay, so I just like, you know, this is a heart. I like the idea of. Because most death matches, for better or worse, end up being kind of an exhibition thing uh, or, sure. or a tough guy contest. This is this is not. And Masada is a guy who a lot of people will sort of complain about, like what like he loves to do his uh, jujitsu style grappling. He loves no, there's not that in this match, but he loves he's a guy who will go long because he likes to put some he likes to put some thought into his matches. From time to time. He also I, sometimes will go a little low effort on the physicality. Yes. And there's not that it's low effort as much as he's just making Brandon Kirk earn everything. It works in the story. And even Masada's flaws are justified. If he if like if he, he decides to if he decided to dog it a little, like but just like he wasn't really not deciding necessarily, but like it just didn't he just didn't get the as much off of he didn't have like the energy for something like it works within the context of Brandon Kirk having to show that he can fucking go with the, like the, one of the biggest psychos of all time yeah and that really works and Brandon Kirk just gets his ass beat and when he and makes takes his it comba- yeah and he takes it and when he makes his comebacks it feels like Masada's like Masada's fucked like this is like you don't like how the fuck is Masada going to like fuck with this guy who's just like who like who's taking this shit and it has a really great finish. Does Kirk, uh, does Kirk win this? Masada wins. Okay. Uh, Kirk ends up. It's a, uh, it's a uh, TKO finish through a uh, one of the um, suspended uh, the, web things. One of the wire. yeah, the one of the barbed wire spider nets. It's just fucking weird, and it's very, and it just feels cold. It feels brutal. It's one of those sort of... Is it like, like off of a scaffold sort of thing? It's, no, sometimes just, there's like a he, high he, thing. 
No, it's just straight to the concrete. And oh, it, go, like it goes the, through it? Yeah, it goes so through it. So we should just... say, Tangled Web oftentimes will be like some, usually suspended at like a 45 degree angle. It's like a cage of death sort of setup, like the old days, but without the cage a lot of the time. Yes, this and sometimes. Was Yes, this was just more big ass spider nets. Okay. Well, sometimes they'll do like one really big spider net. I remember the one with Joe Gacy is like a tag. I don't remember. It was a few years ago. It was the match where they chanted pussy at Joe Gacy for not wanting to bump all the way into it. Um, And it was like a fucking 10 by 8 fucking long wide web. But yeah, it's a it's a Caribbean uh, spider web. Um, And it was just there's just something about this match just feels unique from a lot of the other stuff that stuff I love, but you know, you were, this is about unique. This is, and CZW's had very fucking weird year. CZW seems like at it's at a low point, but in some ways it seems more interesting than it's been in a long time. And you'll hear shit like, like there being this fucking fire alarm or whatever the hell happened. I haven't seen it yet. Everyone says CZW's done for this time. And it's like, well, firstly, CZW's never going to be done for. Yeah. And, and also who wants CZW to be done for? Yeah, it's it's a very strange thing. I don't want that. Fuck that. Yeah, I, I this felt like something. You wanted to rise again. But yes, this felt like something from a person that's given us a lot of somethings. Yeah, and it deserved it deserved acknowledgement. It's important to me. CZW is important to me. It always will be. CZW is all is extremely important to me too, as yeah. it always will be. Loves, lo- you know. You want to sing the song? Oh. uh... Uh, Land law once again. Prepare for war. Uh, do, have you listened to the episode I did of for CCW Best of the Best 2002 of? I, I I've only listened to part of it so far. I well, heard your I heard your part though. You heard I my heard rendition. Uh, I yes. don't have my lyrics that I wrote for that, but it's uh, uh, something about uh, 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 I for an eye, you live with a guy. <laughs> That's all. I, I like that. You live with a guy. That was my my one thing that I wanted to. Get out there. Um, that was Brennan Kirk versus Masada, CZW, May... 11th. 11th. A Tangled Web. Gotta watch that. Okay. This is the match I watched minutes before we started. Yes. From AAA, AAA, December 14th. This is uh, Guerra de Titanes, I believe. Yes. Uh, Big Mommy versus Lady Maravilla. Maravilla. Uh, Maravilla. And in... Uh, Caballera contra Caballera hair match. Even though Maravilla is wearing a mask, this is a hair match. This match is probably one of the best, like, triple A clusterfucks, like, overbooking, crazy, you know, just shit fests that I've seen, like, since triple A became, like, the good version of triple A again in the last couple years. This match is a complete catastrophe from start to finish. The The feud between Big Mommy and Lady Maravilla uh, has been going on basically all year and stems from the intergender tag titles, which has secretly become maybe the best title division in the world, um, at least most consistent, because you, 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 you get those like four-way tag matches, and they are... Yeah. You got Kara... And you got uh, Shani and and Maravia and Big Mo- like all like what a great women's division they have. Um, and-, and then you get your goofballs, uh, your younger guys, and of course the ace of it all and the cornerstone to this feud. Yeah, say it with me. 
uh, Nino, Nino Hamburguesa. Hamburguesa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nino, Nino Hamburguesa, Nino. Um, which I believe is—I um, don't know what what that translates to exactly, but it's, it's hamburger. It just means hamburger. Yeah, it's like hamburger storm or something. <laughs> the little hamburger. Little hamburger. Um, yeah, he's uh, so yeah. Him and Big Mommy are former intergender uh, a triple A tag team champions. Um, the titles, I believe, currently held by Lady Maravilla and uh, Viano Three Junior. Um, this feud has basically been a series of these multi-man matches, multi-person matches, where uh, Nino Hamburguesa is, uh, I guess, hypnotized by the feminine wiles of Lady Maravilla. She will, uh, you know, do a little dance or uh, just rub her hand across his chin and he will become enamored and distracted. And then uh, Viano 3 Jr. or some other person in the match will uh, kick him in the balls or roll him up. And it has led to him looking like a fool constantly. Um, his partner, Big Mommy, uh, of course, we should say Nino Hamburguesa and Big Mommy are both 400 pounds each. Um, yes. They're both... Uh, fat as fuck, but also fairly agile um, and willing to to bump and fly. Um, fat as fuck in a wrestling sense is never bad. No, we don't course, body shame when we say fat as fuck. We mean that's cool. I'm just it's explaining not, what it's what not what a the... ph. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. We just need to say it's not a phat fat though. Yeah, we're not, yeah. we're not bringing that back. We're just saying. Yeah, when we call someone fat as fuck. Yeah, it's it's good. Oh, Big Mommy isn't a pog, uh, but she's yeah, she's 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 a behemoth. But... She's, a, she's a hog, but <laughs> no, I'm not body shaming, not doing that. Uh, no, Big Mommy is beautiful. Um, she is basically uh, Nino's, I guess, totally platonic friend. I've never quite understood their relationship because they've been tag team champions, um, and consistently Nino Hamburguesa is falling for the you know. Uh, the Elmer Fudd, Bugs Bunny, and Drag trick, where she, Lady Maravilla just sort of turns it on for him, and then he gets his ass kicked because he turns around and gets hit with a beer bottle or whatever. Like, and Big Mommy is always going after Lady Maravilla and you know kicking her ass or trying to, and someone intervenes, and it's it's been going for a while like this. Um, this is the payoff, and it is phenomenal uh i know you don't have the love for this feud that i do right no but it's it's more of a i haven't been able to get it in sort of it's sort of like less of a priority i don't i i do i i don't disbelieve anything you say i fully believe what you say i just haven't been able to get it in sure as part of uh what i'm watching i'm I'm too busy getting angry at uh mid-card trios that don't deliver yeah. No. Sure. Uh, well, you know that's. This the... isn't something that this isn't something I can get mad that CMLL is doing better and idiot friends of ours are being like, well, CMLL is actually bad because it's too much malwork. <laughs> so suck my dick, Cass. There's still not. Yeah. Su- yeah. Suck it. Suck it, Cass. Um, there's still not enough malwork in CMLL actually. <laughs> there's not enough. Yeah. There's... Who's uh, the best wrestler in CMLL? It's Virus. Virus. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just you know what the fuck do people want yeah you want virus yeah uh, you want Pequeno gigante maestro 
God, that Metallica match. We're not talking about it on the show. You didn't put it on your list, did you? I didn't put it on my list. All right. It's, it's, not it's gross, my no- but it's wonderful. It's, it's my number three match. match of the year. Uh, it's Met- so good. Uh, the Electrico title match is also wonderful. Haven't Virus, gotten to it yet. An even better showcase of Virus as the, as the master of, a, of you know, last of a dying breed. Yeah, for real. Uh, for real. Uh, just fantastic. Um, Got to watch that and... And that Electrico match, or that uh, Metallica match, is just truly magic. Uh, made me cry. I think it's the only match that made me cry this year. Um, which does happen from time to time. Um, shouts out to all the bitches out there who love to cry while watching wrestling. Um, I'm one of y'all. Uh, this match is... It's, you know, it's a AAA women's match. So it's going to have your sloppy shit... And you're, you know, a, a blown spot here or there. It's a triple A match in general. I shouldn't even. I, it's shitty for me to say that about triple A uh, women's matches in particular because it's all, it's a lot of lucha, but it's especially triple A, uh, where you assume everybody in the ring is uh, a couple of beers deep. Uh, yes, and you know, like going week from week, having no idea if it's going to be a four sided or six sided. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like you know that things will just screw you off. Things. It's hard to stay consistent. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, as long the the beauty the beauty of uh, that is as long as you can punch someone in the face, you're good. So yeah. Rey Scorpion is good. Yeah, <laughs> always, always, always. Um, Maravilla is great here. She does multiple like big planches. She hits a like a Cavernario splash from the top to the floor. It's not Cavernario level. Um, she doesn't land like flat, flat, but it's still a hell of a fucking splash. Um, Mommy is great. She they Maravilla goes for a. Uh, I don't know if it was slingshot over the top or if it was just running along the apron uh, to to hit a Hurricane Rana on Mommy on the floor. And Mommy is reversing it into a powerbomb, right? But she sort of loses her footing and just crushes her. She falls on top of her in the powerbomb position on the concrete. Um, just absolutely brutal. Uh, they brawl a lot. And it's, it's good. It's all very compelling. Double juice. Um, you know, not the biggest blade jobs ever, but... Seeing two women, you know, bleed in a match like this is always compelling. You know, it's it is what it's it ca- is. It's called gravity. Yeah, it it is what it is. It's it's not a thing that you're used to seeing a lot of the time. Um, and then I was really enjoying this, and I had it sort of in an honorable mention spot. And then the last third of it comes, um, which I I don't have notes on this, but I'm going to try to lay out sort of some of what happens. Um, Viano three and uh, Viano three junior and uh, Pentagon Cito or something. I don't know what his name is or Octagon Cito, Octagon junior, whoever that is in triple a now um, are the seconds. Right. And uh, I'm going to look this up Octagon, whoever that is. And uh, so Viano three junior repeatedly um, interferes and is hitting big mommy with uh with you know cookie sheets and just all kinds of just dirty shots and just a a real a real fucking bastard and uh takes out uh i don't it's octagon octagon cito or something i'm not i'm honestly not sure oh, who is it is. the mini or the or the or, or is he a uh a full-size guy um it is a 
full-size guy as far that as I know. That is Octagon Jr., the former Golden Magic. Okay, this, all right, so that's Golden Magic. Okay, I knew it was like one of those guys that recently yeah, got they did, Yeah, they did a bunch of, and it's real stupid. that the, It's like Abismo Negro Jr. Deterno, who has right. been established at AAA for like six years now. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I was, I was trying to Google it while also talking, and it was falling apart. Thank you for covering that for me. Um, uh-huh. So there's, you know, just constant interference. Um, El Hijo del Torantes is the referee and is counting extremely slow anytime Big Mommy gets a fall uh, and extremely quickly when Maravilla goes for a fall. Um, it's just the deck is extremely stacked in Maravilla's fav- favor. Um, and then it progresses. I think Octagon or uh, yeah, Oct- uh, Octagon Jr. knocks out uh, Viano 3 briefly, which sort of evens it back up. And that's when Kira, Kyra, Kira, Kira, I just Kira, go with Kira. Yeah, uh, runs in and tosses uh, a, a beer bottle to Maravia, and she fucking shatters it over Big Mommy's head. Um, the camera basically misses it, but <laughs> it's there. You see it. Um, and goes for another fall, and just a quick count. She barely kicks out. Mommy does. Uh, gets the upper hand. Maravia is down. Mommy hits a big splash. And just the slowest count ever from Io de Torantes. And just just a nightmare. And then eventually, Kara gets back in. Viano 3 Jr. gets back in. And we've got Viano 3 Jr., Kira, Lady Marvia, and Io de Torantes all begin just stomping on Big Mommy together at once. That's right, Io de Torantes is fully just kicking one of the people in the match and it is shocking it's just like it's it's angering if you've been watching this feud it is like you're just waiting for that moment okay you're waiting to see nino hamburguesa come out and when he does he comes in and he just he hits fucking moves he hits Kara with a fucking cookie sheet or something launches viano three jr into the fucking corner ends up uh, hitting a fucking huge lariat on on Ejo del Torantes and then a leg drop on him and then gets them all in the corner stacked up and seated in the corner and does the running cannonball right into yeah into uh Viano three Ejo del Torantes and Kira um just beautiful and it's it's so fucking good and there's also, you know, he go, he comes up. That's he turns around. Maravilla's in the ring, and she's like, "Hey, you know, <laughs> remember?" And he kisses her, and then she tries to kick him, and he, you know, hits her with fucking a, a big power bomb. And then, yeah, mommy comes off the top, second rope splash, and and you know, for the finish, a, a, one of the like face referees, one of the technical referees, runs out and counts the fall. Um, and you know, the crowd fucking loses it. Like you see people jump up in the air, like it's fucking, you know, uh, mid South in 1984. Like it's wrestling is real in this moment. It's fucking fantastic. Um, and then we get the, the post-match haircut. Right. And I was talking about, uh, Sadiq Maiden in that cage clusterfuck. They just like cut off her ponytail a little bit and she probably had extensions in her hair actually come to think of it. Um, Lady Marvia gets uh, fully fucking shaved. Yeah, hell yeah. And she's bloody, and Kara's cutting some of the hair, and then they let Big Mommy shave her some of the way, and it is 
fucking phenomenal and i know that you don't have the the uh reverence for the is that the right word Rever- yeah reverence for this uh feud that i do um i don't know if anybody does really for whatever reason this is the story that has captivated me the most in triple a over the last year um year and a half it's been going a while um and just as a as a payoff it's it is like they storyboarded out, you know, like they, like just the beats that they hit are all just the right time to maximize the moment and the moment's impact on the rest of it and the moment's impact on the crowd. And it's, it's, it's a pretty stunning thing. I, I was, I was kind of shocked how good it was. I knew I was going to like it. Um, but it's, it's fucking special and it's, and it, it is truly, it is like a true match of the year candidate, not just for this list. Um, it's, it's the best version of triple a. That was all right uh, then. Hell yeah. I feel that. I know you didn't have anything to say about the match really, but I thank you for I just haven't seen it. I'll watch it for sure. Let me go off. That's big mommy versus lady Marvia triple a, uh, December 14th. All right. Hell yeah. Now number five, <clears throat> One day later, we are back at Arena Japan yeah. for IWRG presenting Blue Demon Jr. versus LA Park. Yeah. Uh, this is a gross match, huh? Yeah, this is great. This is hell yeah. Uh, I have a couple I, of notes on this. I, I wrote I, some real shitty notes on this while I watched it. Yeah, I, 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 my notes are always a little like shorter, but you know. You know, it's uh, you know, I you had some energy on this. You just saw it. I mean, both of us just fucking saw it. So yeah, yeah. I uh, I have the I have uh, uh, L.A. Park is Frank Sheeran written down. I don't know what what that means. <laughs> he's he's just an old motherfucker. Yeah, you're not gonna fucking you know. Yeah, this... he, he really is a man who you ask if he paints houses, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's probably what it was. Yeah, he, he, yeah. I heard you paint houses. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Casas. I don't know how to say the rest of that. <laughs> I heard you paint Casas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, this match is fucking great. Uh, I also have written down, I just want to run through a couple of these notes that I have. Um, just that, and mainly this one. And it's that I don't think they serve soft drinks at Arena Nakopan. I think they only serve beer. <laughs> I don't know. I've never, I can't remember if I've seen Votello's listed on a poster, but mm. I could be. Who's to fucking say? I, if I've seen any of their like, you know, if I've if I've seen um, for some goddamn reason I cannot think of the word for soda um, that they list, but I'm not sure. It only ever seems like you get to the Miller Light corner, right? Sure. Yeah, that's that's the spot. That's definitely the spot. Um, yeah. The, the you know the home of the buckets. Park does two. Yeah, the yeah bucket corner. Park does two topes in this. Um, there's a there's a moment where a, a a fan hands him a cup, and he throws it in Demon's face. And then when they come back around like five minutes later, the same fan now has another cup and tries to hand it to him again, which made me laugh extremely hard. Yeah. Um. Uh, fans I, yeah. bring the booze. Yeah. Uh. But this this match, I don't think this match is um great great, um until the last third or so. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have uh? <laughs> what 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 do you got? I mean, there's a lot of I mean, like there's just a park is always gonna lay in his shots. Demon doesn't is still not fully 
Because he's ancient. He's just not, but it's just, yeah. he, he, but he makes a count. He makes, and he's just a psychopath, clearly. And, and Wagner, he's not the, as much of a psychopath as Park. That's established in their own feud. Sure. But, and, you know, he's going to, you know, you know dead-eyed Jason Voorhees, Blue Demon Jr., is going to try and fuck with, uh, you know, uh, Michael Myers, uh, L.A. Park. Well, sure. I don't know. Maybe it might come short up short, sadly. But here's the thing. It's just the sort of sense of, this is like a combined, what, uh, 107 at this point? <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, like, this is just two old motherfuckers who've known each other forever, and somehow they've made it this long, and... Blue Demon is at the crest is at the highest point of his entire fucking career. That's right, wrestler of the year. I said uh, a word I haven't given out yet, but that there you go, wrestler of the year, Blue Demon Junior. Right? Yeah, I suppose. I have no issues with that. Nice. Um, the official and, wrestling is gross take. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing, and but you know, and you know we get some odd. I mean, it's an IWG main event where there's. Without with two non IWRG wrestlers, so that means even more fu- like you know just fucking around and sure. just like gotta protect. That's fine. I don't care. Uh, it, it's just like the sense of just just destruction. These two guys could completely fuck up everything in this. They, like they could just completely destroy everyone in this uh, arena. Yeah, the crowd is super hot. The crowd is it's, like fully yeah. aware. Uh, and and you've got you know you've got your tra- your interference it's fun the traumas are uh, demons hired guns right. seemingly heel park, ref yeah and the park boys are uh, of course on their dad's side shit uh, sorry <laughs> and I mean what it comes down to is you can take fuck <laughs> there's a certain line from a, a movie called Casino okay you can. Leave with the money, or can leave the hammer. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm I'm butchering the line in purpose, and also because I'm an idiot. But... Yeah, but back home years ago, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> but here's the thing: Blade Demon Junior is now the Hammer Man. Yeah. Sadly, that doesn't end up paying off for him here. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You know. <laughs> you know, know what? L- about... L. A. Park also paints houses. Okay, so yeah. like, yeah. Fuck. Uh, that. He hammers him in the knee, right? Demon. Yeah, he, he takes him out. Like he tries to take the knee out, like, yeah. like almost like a chop block, which is very funny. Yeah, yeah, well, he, yeah. He gets him with like a. He's yeah. This is like how you do a, a. This is how you you break the man's leg so he'll pay up. He's not trying to kill him, and that, that's the thing, right? Because Park is trying to kill Blue Demon. He hits him in the head, in the forehead, with a hammer. And he, have you seen season one of Fargo? Yeah. This is how Martin Freeman kills his wife in the first episode of Fargo. Yeah. And she just dies. She's dead. And Blue Demon Jr., <laughs> he just fucking hits him. And, the, the, yeah, the traumas pull the ref out at that point. And then uh, Iho de L.A. Park and L.A. Park Jr., is that what their names are? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Don't even know anymore. Um, they rescue him, and they do a stereotopage to the Navarros. Um, and then, yeah, and then the ref knows he's got to count three for Park now. Or else he gets the fucking hammer. Fucking hammer. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, a it's a great it's it, I I don't I think the match could use like neither blade job is like super like gushy um, or intense and I I think there it's a little aimless in the first half but man the what an ending what a like last three or four minutes to this thing. Um, yeah. So this is a match that doesn't have to be good. It doesn't even have to be good. Yeah. Frankly, no. but you know what. 
Blue Demon Hammer, Blue Demon Junior gets hit in the head with a hammer. <laughs> Blue Demon Hammer, and I think that's good. Yeah, Blue Demon Hammer. Yeah, <laughs> HR Horse Burner. Period. Horse Burner doesn't whip ass. <laughs> Horse Horse Burner. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, really cool match. Um, it was it was my number ten actually until I watched uh, until I watched Maravia versus Big Mommy. Um, that was the one. That was why I brought it up first because it just got pushed to the top of my shit here. Um, yeah, that was that was the one that only narrowly missed out on my actual ranked list. So, very cool. A match I didn't expect to happen. I it was like, when it popped yeah. up, I was like, oh, what? What? Oh, shit. Knuckle fan? This yeah, is, right? This, I, could, this, could, this could be some stakes. This I clicked good, on it before can, I even realized it was It's there. not like they don't even... It's not like they haven't even had a face-off this year. They have. Um, there's a sure. iteration of the par, of the Wagner uh, demon match with... L.A. Park replacing La Parca that people I haven't actually watched. People have said it's not as good as the other, but they're idiots. So who knows? Sure, but, I've seen that uh, written down somewhere though. I saw I saw that that match listing. Uh, and I just I just want this match kicked a whole ton of ass. You know, there's sometimes that's just, uh, this match was kicked ass is is the most you have to say about a match yeah. uh, at certain points, and that's fine. Yeah, uh, we're not here for the myth gifts uh, of it all. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, the big moments present themselves, and sometimes Blue Demon Jr. gets hit in the face with a hammer. Yeah, two house-painting-ass cool. house motherfuckers right here. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, so that was uh, L.A. Park versus Blue Demon Jr., IWRG, December 15th. Um, let's keep it at Nakopan from RCH. Don't know, don't know what that is. Uh, this is Apuesta's uh, Hair versus Mask Atomic Star versus Latigo, November 17th. Have you seen this? I did. I watched it a couple days ago. I am not as high on this as you, but I also think that this... I think what happened... I think that the second half of this match is great. Okay. I don't love the the interference stuff and the Latigo fighting like off eight men. Sure. It's sort of like ridiculous. But when it's just Atomic Star, who is good, and Latigo, who is who is really fucking great, one of the most underrated guys in Lucha Libre, that's really good. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the shit I want to see. The it definitely the, the second half of this is definitely uh, better. But I think I think the the walking around the building brawling to this has like a, a really interesting pace. I think I think mostly it's it's hard to break the sound into halves as much as it's just when it's one on one. Yeah, it's great. It's really really great. But it's again, the interference stuff that I, I it just feel it comes off as like a little too window dressy for a match. It does not need it. Stacking the deck against against Latigo in that way, um, I think really like puts this over. I think just you know really. Um, just all these anonymous like psychopaths. Yeah, I don't know who any of these guys the, are. On the on the Atomic Star payroll, yeah. Yeah, and I that, get that. I feel that it just didn't work for me in the way that I would have liked it to. But I also thought that both the the work that actually happened in the match was from these two was fantastic. There is a so moment. I understand. I understand this fully. I understand this fully. There's some, some disgusting dives and bumps and just shots of glass and all that. Yeah. Well, there's a moment like a couple of minutes in where uh, the ref is trying to get one of those hired guns out, and uh, and Latigo tries to, like, pull himself up on the ref, and the ref just goes backwards and, like, into, like, a sunset flip fall. It's like, yes. there's there's just, like, weird, funny shit happening throughout this. It was weird. It's very... It's, it feels like a match uh, without unnecessary... Without necessarily... Uh, it, that feels sort of heel-heel, and it's just Atomic Star is just that much more of a fucker. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Latigo does work Rudo sometimes, right? I feel like I've seen that. More often than not, he's, he's a Rudo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's got a great blade job here. Uh, white mask gets ripped and he just, it, what, what's still there gets soaked. Um, there's like a, a really great comeback moment of uh, like six minutes in which has maybe my favorite tope of the year oh um, yes this is, this is a beautiful tope for sure yeah it is a it's like a tope con hello through like homicide style through the ropes yeah um where he catches uh, uh atomic, atomic star star and one of the goons and some guy in a fucking jumpsuit who i think was wearing a mask and then took it off to re- reveal another mask there's, it, I know, there's so many weirdos. Who there's some perplexing shit happening There's some here. dude who looks like AAA Tito Santana. Uh, for yeah, yeah, Not, yeah. Of course. I don't know who the fuck is. was that guy. Yeah, there's like <laughs> multiple run-ins, and I, I have no idea who any of them are. It's a straight still ring, so there's no commentary on it. Uh, I, it I watched the Lucha, Lucha TV version, okay. and I just couldn't figure out what the, what the fuck was going you on. You know what? Watch the Astraeus version. Watch the handheld. I bet you'd like it better. Uh, maybe. Yeah, you never know. Nakopan is the kind of building that, like, you know, Black Terry Jr., like the handhelds just work for that building. It's, yeah, you don't have somebody commentating. Instead, you've just got uh, people doing air horns and uh, chanting Cisa Fuede or whatever. Um, yeah, that tope is great. It, it knocks them. We've talked about the, uh, the very stiff guardrails that, and they just fly backwards. Like it's two guys doing backflips over a rail while a guy topes into them. Um, just really fantastic stuff. And then they brawl up into sections of Urn and Alcopan that I feel like I've never even seen before. Like it's part of it. Part of it is camera angle where it's just like, like there's from the Lucha TV. It's like, it looks like the same sort of angle from like the balcony at, uh, San Juan, uh, Ponte 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 Ponte. where yep. you're just like, what the hell is this? This is like a sheer fall from yeah. 20 feet up or something. It, that's ludicrous looking. I love that too. Yes. Yeah. There's a, that's there's a moment. I'm like really getting into the match. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah, the exchange where they both straddle this rail, um, and just hit each other with, uh, you know, overhand slaps and, and elbows. And this is around the time atomic star st- uh, started bleeding too. And so they're hanging off this rail and it's about eight feet off the ground. I'd say, um, this particular rail, and uh, and uh, Atomic Star is just gushing blood all of a sudden. Uh, Blade at some point in the uh, in the brawling up around the, the the bleachers and the high part of the bleachers of the building, and he's bleeding. He's just pouring blood onto the entire like back row of chairs. There's like three chairs beneath where they were straddling the rail that are just covered in blood. And I don't think you. I don't know if you'd get that from the the Masalucha version of this. Um, yeah. And then the finish. The finish of this match is so fucking good. Um, they brawl. At, uh, well, so all right. There's there also there is a um, uh, Spanish fly um, off of the apron through barbed wire and a table. Um, but and that's cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> good job, guys. I like how the barbed wire. It's just like a. It's just like a bunch of barbed wire. But it's just a it's bush. Just like- yeah, it's, it's a, great. It's a it's barbed wire fun. bush. Um, and then your your finish is uh uh let's see what happens here. He uh Atomic Star goes for uh for the pin and the heel the heel ref. Uh oh the the fucking referee gets busted open. Yeah. Shit. All right, so there's a referee blade job in this match also, and I forget how it even happened. Um but he uh 
he fouls him. He fouls uh, Latigo, and the heel ref can't make the count, and or the, the regular ref can't make the count. Then then a heel ref is thrown in. Another guy in Atomic Star, Star's payroll uh, comes in and counts to two. Um, and when he doesn't get the three, Atomic Star then starts to threaten him and threatens to hit him and then pulls his punch. And at that point, the referee turns his back because he thinks he's about to get hit, so he's not looking. And that's when Latigo hits a fucking tombstone, uh, La Martinete, and, you know, the most illegal move in all of Lucha and beats him with that. Um, and I, my, the Estrella Del Ring file did not have the... Uh, the the shaving so i don't know how how good that was if that was like a lot of fun it's always a fun thing um instead it just cut to a super astro torta commercial um, um on this for me it was that was the the heel ref was the guy who gets knocked out and then that's a second regular ref okay it was just a re- who then counts that straight because it's a super libra match of course and it just don't who gives a shit with a martinet well, he didn't point. see it no he didn't see it he was he was i sw- no on the lucha tv clip he clearly he sees it it's weird okay um, I, I could have sworn it was like uh, he. Okay. I think I think Latigo catches him and then he counts the and he, but he saw like the head drop and there's like no there's no arguing like they sure. wouldn't be able to argue against it but it's also like I'm not gonna be able to DQ you anyway so yeah and that guy just threatened to kick my ass so fuck him um, yeah I I loved this match I absolutely loved it and I put it in my top ten of Apuestas of the decade I think um, yeah de- actually yeah definitely definitely would along with Big Mommy and Maravia. Um, we have to revise those lists um, after we watch Karante versus Skyfon also. And the Black Terry Jr. cut of uh, Arabboy Black Terry. Yeah, I haven't seen it. don't that. fucking have it. We don't fucking have it. I don't know. Nobody has it. Well. Even though everybody saw it. If we can get in touch with Black Terry Jr. See if he'll sell it to us for whatever, uh, th- what is it, 370 pesos or whatever the fuck yeah. he charges for matches. Um, yeah, so that was Atomic Star versus Latigo from RCH. Don't know what that is, but it's Arena Nakopan. November 17th, uh, it's on Estrella Del Ring, YouTube. All right, so my uh, number four from Yokohama Bunkai Gymnasium. Oh. For the Big Japan Deathmatch Heavyweight Championship from September 14th, so I believe that would make this Death Vegas. Death Vegas. Yes, in a scaffold match. Scaffold across the ring, not a construction style, but, you know, all oh, fun. Oh, cool. Uh, Asami Kodaka, your champion, versus your challenger, Toshiyuka Sakuda. Okay, and shit. And little Sakuda. I should watch boy, this. Boy, he's getting fucked up in this match. And he does he does a sent, he does a swanton off of the scaffold. Asami Kodaka, of course, he might be an old man. He's also still going to dive off the fucking scaffold if he gets the opportunity. Of he does not give a shit about his knees. Naturally. And both of these guys. Kodaka hates himself. Yeah, Kodaka has been up and down a little this year, but I think is I think for the most part you give him like an opponent like uh, Sakuda and you give him the toys he likes, ladders, a, a scaffold, and he's really just gonna go for it. And Sakuda is so eager. This is his chance finally. He's been he's been waiting forever for this, and he and this is their the home arena, of course. Sure. Or Big Japan. People they he's always so, go big for Yokohama, bigger than they even do for Sumo Hall. Yeah. Because they get the glass, and there's right, a lot of glass. Of there's a lot of shit. It's just, it's just a fucking, it's just a car crash match, but in like, in the good way. It How feels, much of this is scaffold? Um, Are there multiple bumps? There's multiple scaffold bumps. Okay. There's them climbing on the scaffold. There's spots on the scaffold. 
Okay. Like that aren't directly someone falling off of the 20 foot scaffold or so. Sure. I don't know, 20 foot 15 something. It's something. It just for me, this just felt right. It felt like the classic big Japan sort of like goofiness. Like there, the scaffold across the ring to me is classic big Japan. Like yeah. everybody knows Matsunaga taking a bump off of that into like a spider sure. or something. The match with the Iceman. <laughs> Yes, yeah. that's like that is signature Big Japan. Um, I don't know. This match just hit me in the right spot of like just like we talk a lot about what a, like Big Japan deathmatch title style and how it has a very high floor, but it's that same thing where I the professionalness of it sort of leaves you wanting sometimes. But Sakuda sure. is a maniac. He just doesn't give a fuck. He's gonna take the he's gonna take the skewer for the cheeks, and he's and Kodaka just doesn't care either. Like, he is. Sakuda is fucking crazy. Like he is, he is the 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 scariest, most demented uh, of of that new generation. Of, and of it's Big because Japan guys. and and he's so ready and he's so like no feels like he has to put up because he's a little guy. He's like five foot one. He is yeah. He, he is small as fuck. And he just doesn't give a shit. He just doesn't care. And it's great. And he and I just loved it. I just I just enjoyed the hell out of it. And I wanted a Big Japan match in there. I wanted to, I wanted you know I wanted to get a tour of the world. Your world tour, yeah. and that felt like the one that had to be there. Um, I just thought it was so much fun, uh, and just just a genuinely great match. It's not like I bumped this up from anywhere either. This is like ra- this is in the sure. range of woods. So yeah, this uh, to me, it just it's it's everything you want out of a big Japan deathmatch title match, but more because there's a scaffold, and it's just it's just you know the, it's it's not the platonic it's it's close to a platonic ideal for it as you can get. Sure. And I'm happy with that. What can I say? You like the Sakuda Takeda match from February? I like that quite a bit, but I didn't have it on the same level, but it was very good yeah. too. Yeah, I got, Sakuda, it, I got it a notch or two, low, two below. I so. have uh, the Sakuda's uh, challenge against Kasai, uh, also a notch or two below, but also, again, great. Uh, Sakuda, challenge against Kasai, what? Freedoms? For the King of Freedoms, yeah. Okay. Also very good. You have to, uh, yeah, what's the date on that? Ah, uh, shit. I want to say that might have been March. Okay. Or it was around the same. It, I might have. It was very. It might have been February because it was very. It was around the same exact time as the Takeda match. Okay. Which you just going for two of the two of the Takeda match is February twenty eighth, I believe. Yeah, that. I wouldn't be shocked if that was February fourteenth, but okay. I don't quote me on that. He lo- Yeah, love. So uh, Sami Kodaka versus Toshiaki Sakuda, Big Japan, uh, September fourteenth. Cool, cool. Gonna have to check that out. Um, all right, my number four. From Game Changer Wrestling, Backyard Wrestling, Marco Stunt versus Logan Stunt. Logan Stunt. <laughs> July 4th. Most um, double Stunt. Yeah, yes, uh, yeah. So, nobody's got... a lot of feelings on this match, I know that. And I haven't rewatched it, I don't know if it holds up, okay? And I know nobody else liked this match as much as I did. Um, these guys go like. I need this. I need the. I need the. I need the Google Drive link. I do. Yeah, yeah. I'll hook you up. I'm uh, one of the few, few people who I think would probably get on the same level as you on this. Yeah. Well, I I compared it to like a Larry Clark film. A Larry uh, Clark or Greg Araki? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or Greg Araki. <laughs> yeah, that's that was my other one. Was yeah, a, a, you know, or like even you know, Shades of Harmony Corrin maybe. Yeah. Uh, but not um, quite as not quite as disgusting. It's. It's very strange. It's two brothers who are both super young. Um, Marco, super tiny. Yeah, very small. Logan's probably like 5'4", and Marco's like 5'0", probably. Um, and Marco is extreme. Like, I've, I've 
met Marco um, at that taco place in Chicago, and uh, and he was smaller than I even realized. Um, they, this is the show, you know, with the pool and the trampoline. Uh, Marco, by this point, had, you know, wrestled it all in, and and you know he was he was a guy that was signed by AEW. He didn't have to do this, and him and Logan Stunt, they hit each other with a bunch of light tubes, but like not in like spectacular fashion. There's just some laying on the ground, and they just pick them up and they just hit each other, and they're not even swinging them that hard. It's like they're fucking playing around like brothers. Um, but then they also like punch each other in the face, like hard, you know, like shoot knuckle punches. Again, maybe not a hundred percent force, because they're brothers, and they're just doing this thing and they're like kind of laughing at times and then at times it feels like oh these two people have hated each other for 20 years like there's always been hatred between these two people and then other times it's like oh look at these guys having fun and they it goes like 35 minutes or something um it's got a really good commentary from nick gage and, and joey janella if i remember correctly um where they're like comparing it to the briscoes and just Janella on there, like apologizing to Papa Stunt, and and saying you kids are going to be grounded, and like you know exactly what you'd expect. It's it's a dystopian match. It feels like yes. Okay, let's see. What is the comparison here? It it I don't you know I I honestly don't know. I've I I don't I've compared matches in the past to like. Uh, like Robert Bresson films where it's just like brutal, like shitty cruelty. And this isn't quite that. Um, but this is, this is more of like a, I don't want to call it postmodern either because, but it is, it is, but I think it's a shitty thing to say. It's like just a, such a bad word to use. Yes. This um, whole show is postmodern. Yeah. But yes, it is. It totally is. Yeah. Um, and so is Wombat. And you know what? Game Changer Wrestling does postmodernism very well. They fucking do. Um, it's, it's really cool. It's not for everyone. It's probably not for anyone, to be honest. It, it might it, be for you. I'm still not you sure. You have the emotional <laughs> attachment to Marco. You were the I one do. who said Google Marco. And I think there's a certain thing for you where this is the, this isn't something you necessarily expected, but it's also like, I feel this yeah. and it feels, it feels like in a way the most, it feels it feels different from what everyone else is trying to do for like, I would assume. Sure. Like no one else, like there's no, and there's no other kind of match than anyone else. Like a lot of those, no one like Tony, uh, Deppin and Alex Zane have known each other forever, but how many times have they, they are not literal brothers. Right. Right. They've not... They probably wrestled a bunch of times, but what they did is they went out there and did like a, a fucking kick-ass spot fest exhibition. That was just awesome. They did a match partially. I mean, they did a match where I mean, Tony Deppins has become like the fucking Drew Gulak of the of our time right, right now, and he's a sm pretty fucking smart wrestler. And it's like Alex Zane, who's not doesn't still still doesn't have a goddamn cage match profile, and this is his first, <laughs> this is his biggest yeah. booking ever. And it's like, you know what? What if we do these things to let everybody know that uh, Diablo sauce over here is is fucking good as 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 fucking insane as anyone in the world? <laughs> I don't think there's. I think there's both an extreme amount of plan in what this would be and no plan. Yeah. It's in, well, so you know what? It's, I don't know. I, I can feel this match extremely. It's something, 
it's you know it's having a rock fight but it's also like you've had so many rock fights you know how your brother's <laughs> gonna throw the fucking rock yeah and you gotta it's like you gotta i don't know it's something different it's something different. it reminds me of when, when we did backyarding right we would have our shows that we planned and we booked we booked full matches with winners and shit right yeah. um and we filmed them right it was it was a it was wrestling it was you know pro wrestling just we none of us were trained we were all teenagers and then sometimes we would on like a Tuesday afternoon, film a match or two without a planned finish. We're just going with it. And like, hey, let's try to work an entire match around like working the hand or like, you know, just like weird, like ideas that we wouldn't do a full match around or, you know, just trying shit out. Um, and sometimes uh, me and my friend Brian, who, Azrael was his wrestling name, which he was one of the 50 Azrael's in 2003. Yes. Um, we had a match that where he just worked my arm and I just sold my ass off. And he did, um, he was doing like enziguris to my arm, my shoulder repeatedly. He did like a fucking guillotine leg drop off the top to my arm, which is a really stupid spot because my arm is just laying flat beside <laughs> my body. But it's, it's still, you know, we were fucking 14 or he was like 17. I was 14, right? Like we're just trying shit. And, it was a very cohesive match, like 35 minutes long like this, and we just tried shit, and there was not even a referee. The person filming counted from, you know, from, from behind the camera. I think it was Josh. Um, and he, that's one of my favorite matches I've ever had. And it wasn't, you know, wasn't shit. It wasn't anything. This match feels like a, a thing that had no planning, and it was just two guys who are extremely familiar with, their, with each other doing some shit and some of it clicks some of it doesn't but they went out there and they fucking went for it um and i yeah i love it i fucking love this match it's, it's free form it's your yeah. you know what this is it's Sockhausen. it's uh <laughs> it's it's um, it's it's okay. i don't know it's uh it's you know i don't know that's how to put it it's sort it's, of it reminds me of uh uh it's like the uh john cassavetti's faces of is that right faces <laughs> Maybe I'm not. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's it's that. It's um, it's extremely, just, not faces, not faces. God damn it! I fucked it up. It is John Cassavetti's filmography. Shadows. It's shadows. It's um. It's it's not Mean Streets. It's like uh. It's like Dementia Thirteen. You know that movie? Yeah. The like early Coppola thing. Um. It's. It's just raw and like broken and like probably not even technically good, but I love it. What the fuck does technically good mean in, in this fucking context? Is a backyard wrestling show? Yeah, yeah, it's totally. Fucking, it's the it's it, this is it's 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 it's, try, it's it's something that pushes the art forward without trying to push the art forward because neither the neither Marco or Logan is trying to fucking push the art yeah. forward. They're just thinking, let's have a fucking cool, let's have a fun match. Yeah, it's like the least us. pretentious. Who match. the hell is gonna say like what? Like this is gonna get us unbooked? Like no, let's yeah. go for it. And it's not, but that's, that's not like the other taking thing. advantage of a situation. It's just it's something different. There's so, a, sometimes something hits you. That's all that matters. That's the other I like thing, right? the idea of this match a lot. Yeah. Marco was signed. This was like sort of the last hurrah for him and he went out there with his brother and they punched each other in the face like a lot and took a bunch of bumps in the ground and like 
they're like teasing each other throughout. It's it's fucking great. It's so. What good. if I never get the chance to do this again? I, yeah, I gotta totally. do this. It has. They're not gonna sign feels... my brother. He's four inches too tall. It's, it's like uh, if Kevin Hart was a uh, one inch taller, he wouldn't have a career. Logan it's... Stunt's never gonna have the career Marco has because he's a little too tall. Yeah, he's a medium size, not font size. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, it's just sort of it's hard to explain, but uh, I understand this. I I can conceive this match in a way that. Is sort of be it's not it just doesn't fit into any kind of wrestling archetype. It feels cinematic, but not in a way that's self consciously cinematic. It feels like just sort of because people when they want something less, it would be like we were born to do this. I don't think Marco or Logan are thinking we are born to do this necessarily. <laughs> right. I think they're just thinking what's happens, whatever happens happens, and that's the reality. It's you know this the suburbs gone like like this is the you know what the ha- the havoc the wreaked upon the suburbs and the suburbs wreaked upon the havoc of the <laughs> world i don't fucking know i'm i'm trying to make i'm philosophizing no, yeah. on this but there's something i understand the what makes what captivates this for you like makes it so fucking captivating to like extremely well and i think you put it over in that way where it's something that you might never see again yeah yeah, and maybe, maybe sometimes something that just happens, like who's you know, it's something different. It's just something once it is one of kind. Absolutely, something different. Um, that was Marco Stunt versus Logan Stunt from GCW seven four. My number three match of the year uh, from Chicago, from Las Vegas, Nevada. You should tell that the Chicago, Las Vegas. Mm. I forgot um, to put this. I forgot to put this on my list. Okay. I know. Good. From May twenty fifth, two thousand nineteen, AEW, double or nothing. Yeah. Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes, and this is, this is a great match. What the hell else does it say? Dustin Rhodes is one of the greatest wrestlers to ever live, and we fucking called it. We fucking called it, didn't we? Yeah. We called yeah. it. We did our Dustin episode a month before this and said. You know, who knows what'll happen? Maybe he'll hit. Maybe they'll hit it out of the park. Uh, and here's the thing, Cody. I don't think Cody's great in this match, but he gives Dustin what he needs to be great. And Dustin, when he's great, is very few is unmatched basically by anyone right now. Yeah, very few. Like D- Dustin Rhodes at his best is as good as anyone ever. You know what? I think Cody is great in this match, and I don't. I think maybe I need to rewatch it. I think they're just maybe those things. Cody's Cody's Cody, and he always he's always trying something, and he, it might not he's necessarily. He's not a high end brawler, and he doesn't. Yeah, like he's always he's a, he's a, he's a guy who thinks about his matches, and maybe he's a pro see, wrestler. Yes, and maybe oh. you'll see something, and maybe there's something that you can't see that's happening. And I hate saying that because it sounds pretentious, but Cody's a pretentious motherfucker. We know that. Oh yeah, totally. So I kind of buy the idea of him. Like he doesn't necessarily want to be go up and where like he wants this to be Dustin's match because this might be the last great match Dustin ever has. Cody's Cody, he knows this. He, he he's like he's fully confident that he's going to have another great match, whatever that may be in reality. Sure. And he's and he's like, I want Dustin to be the superstar here. I'm Cody. I'm gonna be fine. Whatever happens, I'm getting the win. Whatever happens, I'm gonna give him his spaces because I know when he if I give him space, he's going to do shit that nobody else is gonna is gonna be able to do and that and maybe when you think about it in that way then this the sort of like ishness of cody sort of becomes a genius but i don't want to necessarily give him that credit because that's corny but at the same time this match is fucking great no matter what 
which is the point. This match is fantastic. It's so much fun. And we get to see Dustin Rhodes. This is a generation. We talked about this. With, you and I talked about this. This is a generation that of people who have never seen Dustin Rhodes bleed in a match. You know why? Yeah. They've never seen someone bleed in a match that wasn't a death match or something like lucha underground level like scum where yeah. it was like where it's like they might have where like with their budget it's like yeah they can afford fake blood a like, great american wrestler doing a great american wrestling uh blade job I almost said blow job blade job <laughs> <laughs> yeah know. that was his old uh gimmick uh he's like ooh, razor ramon i'm gonna suck your dick I mean, that's, how, that's what they should have done um yeah it is it is a very special <laughs> there you go that was really good. Um, that's 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 his. Uh, I hope I hope that picks up on Mike. I think it was yes. really good. Um, it he he is um, he is like truly like one of the one of the great bleeders. I think of at least of the modern era, and you know you you never you never saw it as gold dust. You know it was I mean which is fair. Like that's not what they do there. Um, and I mean know, and especially and at least in like his last run where he was one of the best guys in the world. He's well. a work rate guy. Like Yes, he's go- like he's he can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, that's I and mean, we've talked to we've talked plenty about Dustin Rhodes, but that the man is, is a unicorn, obviously. Yeah, yeah. He's one he's one one in a million. He's um, also a chameleon. Or, like he he can he can fit himself into into any style of match. You go out there and uh, did you ever see him in versus Kid Cash in the like weird southern indie? I haven't seen that. That it sounds was, great. It was I like a few years it. ago. It was. It was in between. It was like before he got re-signed. It was. It was one of those ma- it was I know. I've seen one of those fan. There's one of those handheld yeah. matches from that. But it's like, yeah, like he can do. He, he, uh, he gets wrestling in a way that few others do, and maybe Cody does too. And that's really annoying because Cody has a slightly different vision. Yeah. He just doesn't have the vex. He doesn't have the execution. But I don't know. Maybe that's maybe his vision of wrestling and. Yeah. Uh, the Dustin vision of wrestling combine for this this time, and of course, when they combine, generally, it's fucking worked. Yeah. So yeah, it's beautiful. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I gotta give I'll give Cody the credit of saying, "Hey, we should do this a match." Yeah. Which is more a lot more than anything that happened in WWE. It was the match they the, wanted to have there, right? Like yes. they, they had the they had a brief feud, but Cody. They was... had the they had the match that their first match that was sort of a it was like a build up match. I mean, it was even like yeah. on the road to WrestleMania. Like obviously, like they weren't going to pull out all the stops, but you know things happen. Yeah. Dusty yeah. dies like three months later. Yeah. Right. And then you know, I mean, I it's. It's too bad that I mean it's fucking dumb and cliche to say it, but man, Dusty Rhodes would have loved this match. He, yeah, it's a corny, but it's fucking true. This match he, is great. He know? really it's... would have loved to see his sons have this match together. You know that's definitely true. Um, yeah, beautiful, uh, beautiful match. And and you know what made me excited about AEW, and that excitement carried on for a while, and and Darby Allen helped carry that on. And yeah, it's, it's gone now, of course, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, the butcher and Blade <laughs> and the Bonnie. Yeah, I feel like Kevin. Yeah, I feel like Kevin. Um, yeah. So that was uh, what, what was the what was the date on that? Five twenty five. Twenty fifth. Yeah. yeah, May twenty fifth. Cody versus Dustin. AEW. Uh, shouts out to the Aaron's. Okay. All seven hundred of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, from Mexa Wrestling, September fourteenth, El Hijo de Fishman. Romano Garcia and Rocky Santana versus Wotan, Flystar, and it's written here as Toxin Boy. He goes back and forth at this point. <laughs> Just Toxin, Toxine. Um, 
this match you don't like as much as I do. I um, don't like as much as you do, but I think it kicks ass. And I will say, Alhio de Fishman, a guy who I, I hadn't fucking thought about ever before, I think he's had a really great year. I think I'll tell you what match of his that I don't. I'm not sure if you've watched uh, after you talk about this. I guess. Or, or maybe I should say, I yeah, can't remember the goddamn date of it, but him versus Mascara Sagrada Jr. No. Oh my god, that is a double bloodbath. It's fantastic. Okay. And again, I hadn't thought about Mascara Sagrada Jr. I don't know how old he is. I don't know if he's the, which Mascara Sagrada's Yeah, son who fucking is. knows, yeah. <laughs> maybe he's a Mascarita Sagrada's son. All, sure. all 7,000 of those. That counts, that counts. Who um, wins in a fight, the Mascarita Sagrada's or the Aaron's? Uh, yeah... No, the errands. Uh, hmm. I don't think they have the technique. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. They, you know, they're too busy campaigning. Um, this is this. So I watched this with Chris Gibbons and Ty um, in the Airbnb before we went to the the Nick Cage Invitational. We watched it on the Xbox down there on the YouTube app, and that YouTube app, like it was, you know, Airbnb. Like it was clearly for the guests, right? Yeah. And uh, the so. If you don't have a person logged in to YouTube on a thing like that on a console, it's just sort of compiled an like an algorithm based on you know whatever previous visitors have watched, and it was all like, um, do you know what Pinkfong is? Not really. Okay, Pinkfong is uh, the company that makes Baby Shark, um, oh, okay. but they also make a ton of other fucking horrible, obnoxious shit. It's a weird Korean company that makes, uh, you know just bad stuff for your kids psyops to drive yes. uh, children insane yes or murder their parents um it was all like that stuff but in spanish so Hell yeah. <laughs> so uh we were just like all right well let's watch lucha and see if we can fuck this up but keep it like within the same realm of you know yeah um, this uh, a, you know spanish speaking audience yeah and it was i think it was one of the most recent things added to john's spreadsheet shout him out a lot because he is a fucking resource and also he came and hung out like we met him at the show and he came and we all smoked weed in that same bed uh, uh airbnb um later that night but we um we watched this and I had been getting into Romano Garcia and Rocky Santana because they had good years, you know. They uh, Santana had a match with. Uh, uh, well, they Satanico, uh, he and Satanico teamed yeah. against Wotan and uh, Fishman Junior. Um, also here, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, or I maybe think... an A A L U A A W A A U L L. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think Rocky Santana had a had a a, a, a hair match with. Uh, with Satanico, or maybe yeah. Romano did. Somebody did. Los, um, Los Diabolicos, an all-time uh, Rudos trio. Right, right. Two, um, two thirds of that here. Right, and the the other third is who the fuck knows. Uh, uh, I it, Gallego. Okay, uh, Gallego and Santana and Garcia all wrestled uh, the Ovet Junior and uh, and Angel Odemonio trio. Uh, yeah. at that Zona 23 show. That's a really good match, too, that I probably should have put in my honorable mentions. Um, but this match is more about uh, Wotan and El Io de Fishman. And the exchanges they have... Um, I mean, you get you get Rocky Santana a biting Flystar, his bloody forehead on the floor. You get, like, people hitting each other with light, like old men getting hit with glass. Um, but... Mostly what you're here for is big-ass, barrel-chested Iho de Fishman, who I've never even considered. A guy that I've seen 
probably a couple dozen times over the years in random matches. I know, he's been around. Never gave a shit about. Yeah, his dad was a fucking star. Sure, yeah. He's a guy, but he's never really done anything. And he has Uh... found his dance partner in Wotan. And when I say dance partner, I mean the guy who will hit him extremely hard and somehow taps into the the hardest strikes that Fishman could ever deliver. Because the chops in this match, like the overhand strikes, the elbows, and they're not just hard, they're fast. They probably hit each other like 150 times each. Like. Wotan was a man blessed by Black Terry. Like, yeah. clearly, like, something is just, like... Because we don't know a lot about Wotan before that period, frankly. But, like, that the very famous match he had with Black Terry and uh, at sure. Arena Kokalko. And he's just been on a roll, and he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. He just... Like, it sounds silly to say in a way, because he's, like, this scummy Lucha Deathmatch guy. But it's like, well, we love scummy Deathmatch Lucha. And he's Yeah, but he transcends it. Well, he can do is, a lot. He's he is he's become like one of the great brawlers in the world. Yes. Um, and yeah, they like they they go after him. Like they triple team him quite a bit. And watching him fight off uh, uh, Rocky Santana and Ramona Garcia, uh, and just you know warding them off. And then Fishman like just saunters over and he's like, "Oh, you guys need some help, huh?" And then he just puts him down. And like it's there's a lot of blood there's like glass all over the ring even though i don't think a lot of glass gets broken in the match i'm not really sure like what is in this ring it is it is a it is one of the messiest rings I there's saw a lot of year. fucking dust isn't yeah there's it? a lot of dust yeah it's like a piece of sheetrock gets broken or something um fly is awesome here fly is like one of the best in the world toxin's the one getting uh triple a bookings like more often um uh, but still coming sort of coming getting back into his groove after the leg injury yeah yeah that too um but fly star or fly star el diablo as he's going by sometimes now it seems like um he like sometimes wrestles like in a fucking uh dwayne johnson 500 dollars shirt looking ass thing yeah um and just it's so good there's a section where it's uh it's Rocky Santana and Flystar chopping each other. And Rocky just starts banging his head against the ring post just like over and over and over again. And the faces Rocky Santana makes are so funny. He is like such a great like 60-year-old man uh, facial selling guy. Like like th- that is a certain type of person, obviously. Um, and, and But they just keep coming back to, to Fishman versus Wotan. And it like you'll see... You know, you'll see Garcia and and Toxin like, you know, brawling or like doing some some nasty grappling uh, around like a chokehold in the foreground. And in the background on the floor, you'll see Wotan and Fishman hitting each other just over and over, over and over. And it's just even when it's not the focal point, you cannot ignore it. Um, it's it's a great match. I don't remember what the finish was, but it is. Um, it is. Uh, I want to say Wotan gets kicked in balls. Okay. I don't remember. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it really doesn't. And uh, I I adore this match. And I know, I don't know. When did you watch it? Only a couple of days ago. Really? Okay. Were you in a good mood? I was in a good mood. Here's the thing. And you're gonna you're gonna resent me for saying this. You know what cut of this I watched? Mm. No, you you gotta start watching I, the Strella Ring. Well, you gotta Strella's Del Ring, but I have a thing where I'm like, well, I like to watch the official cut because if you bring him in, then I have the certain thing of like, this is the official cut. Nah. That's kind of a stupid mindset, and I know that while I'm doing that. But sometimes, like... sometimes it's okay. Sometimes there will be like weird 
uh, clipping, like editing, then like you'll get parts of the match will be missing or whatever, even if it's just like 30 seconds where they're walking. Like, I understand that. This is a match that is, as far as I know, completely full. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's more of a like, it's one of those things where I want to have a like a, a grade on it, but it's like if I watch this more, like if we talk about this for whatever fucking reason, like on another thing, like if I'm just like, if mm-hmm. like I'm cramming here, but if we talked about this, like I would end up watching that because I would feel like. That's yeah. that's the more definitive cut. That's that's about two matches that... that I had way higher than you because of the version I watched. I stand and by that. I I think that's completely cromulent. Yeah. I think that's the thing because it's that's the thing that we don't fucking talk about in wrestling <laughs> because WWE doesn't fucking have it. Yeah, you know what? There, wrestling is not about the uh, camera cut that you get from whoever fucking directs it officially. Who gives a shit about that, right? Sure. That doesn't matter. And it's like the like the live experience, whatever you want about. That's like the live experience. You don't fucking know what the hell's happening either. There's no like sense of like you can blend that. You can take and then you can also like take a pause because you have to go like because you're gonna go get a glass of soda or something. <laughs> and then you can come back and absorb it the fuck all in instead of it just being like, wow, that was cool. That was fucking hell of a shit. I want to go see that again. I don't know exactly what happened. Like no, you can absorb it and you can make it your own. And that is a thing that Lucha, of course, has become. The, the, the place where that happens yeah it just doesn't happen anywhere else really and uh, whether or not there's official versions of it or not like the btj thing of like those were our those are uh, like some versions like that is the only uh iwrg uh avert like a clip of a show, uh, the only video we have in an iwrg show even when iwrg was running tv yeah yeah and it still doesn't matter and it's just sort of a I want to watch this officially, but then nah. unofficially, these fellas that are in, whoever, whoever uploads it, you're Hector Godfrey's of the world. I love Hector Godfrey. Great man. Uh, you know, those types of things are just as fucking important. And they're just as, it's, 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 it's a limiting way to wa- view wrestling, which is an unlimited thing. I got into Lucha because of Black Terry Jr. I've said so, this yeah. on the show. I got into Lucha because of Black Terry Cerebro Negro, Dr. Cerebro, the traumas, Negro Navarro, and because Black Terry Jr. was standing there filming it, and he was he was five feet away from Chico Che, while Chico Che did a fucking tope and, and looked like it fucking broke official AK-47's back as he hit the fucking rail or whatever. Like, the first Lucha that I loved was IWRG, and it was handheld, filmed by Black Terry Jr., and if given the option, maybe I'll watch the commentary version. But if it's Fishman and Wotan, if it's Romano Garcia, like fuck, if it's old fucking men who punch and slap and bleed and just roll around in dirt and, and dust and bite and fucking glass, I'm gonna watch that handheld. Even if I have obstructed views of certain things, the things that are right in front of me will be right in front of me. And it's it's the way to watch it. It is. Um, I, have... I think it's a, like the official thing, like the, the official context is overrated. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's uh, right. Ijo de Fishman, Romano Garcia and Rocky Santana versus Wotan, Flystar and Toxin Boy from Mexa Wrestling, uh, September 14th. Uh, viva uh, Independence. That's right. Uh, oh, that's right. No- yeah. <laughs> my number two. From GCW, from Los Angeles, California, March 2nd. 
Oh. I believe it was To Live and Die in LA? Yes, this is To Live and Die in LA. For the GCW World Heavyweight Championship, Alex Colon versus the King, Nick fucking Gage. Okay, so why do I love this match as much as I do? Uh, Alex Colon is a maniac. And a man who desperately, desperately gives everything he has in a match, and he will—that means that he will be have like twenty percent of the offense in a match and not give a shit because he just wants because he just knows that's not his role. He's a stumpy little potato man. He does a, <laughs> it? Does couple? It does some nice knee strikes, and he's—he's a—he's he can brawl. He can do all of it. But he's here to get fucked up, and he's here to run across a street across like fr- from this weird arena that's like a. I don't know what the fuck this is, like a studio? It's a weird building. It's a weird building. He runs across the fucking street. This is like something I've seen in like Damus matches. And like there's cars going by. He just misses the cars. Like, all right, there's no cars here. I guess a stop. Like he he had had a red light perfectly on time. And he runs across the street (laughs) and Nick Gage blasts him in the fucking face. Yeah. And it pays off for nothing. And Alex Cologne hits the fucking sidewalk. And that's beautiful. <laughs> Alex Cologne gets his forehead ripped the fuck open with a, a, an empty a beer can. And you can see his forehead yeah, meat inside right. of the tab of the can. He is he is one with the can. <laughs> it's fucking grotesque. And you know what? Nick Gage gets fucked up too. He takes so many fucking light tubes to the chest. Alex Cologne is a man who will just fucking break light tube over you and not give a fuck. Because he's, because you know, he, what does he have to show? Like, what he, he's like, he's he's here to prove himself every single match because sure. he's. I mean, there's been so few non-white deathmatch guys, especially black deathmatch guys, and he's fucking here to stay. And he is a maniac, and I love him, and I was so happy with him this year. I think he's been great for like a couple of years, a couple of months before that, you, you have the, your all time favorite live match. Is it still your all time favorite live match or not? Or yeah. Takeda versus, yeah. No, Takeda, okay. yeah. Takeda versus, versus Alex Cologne from last year's NGI. Yeah. Yes. That like that, he is a man who was here to fucking stay and you're going to have, you're going to have to kill him not to beat him, but to get him off these shows. Cause he's not going down. He's not working at your bullshit little uh, aerial salt matches ever again. He is here to be a fucking champion, to win your deathmatch tournaments, to win tournament of survival, to win Texas deathmatch massacre. Yeah. To win NGI. And that's, I love it. It's an inspiration. Something about it just makes, hits me right in the right where I needed to. And I wanted to have a Nick Gage match here because I, I would agree. He hasn't had as good of a mat a year as other years. But I feel as though he is he's a patron saint of the show, firstly. Sure. Secondly, he is the most important he is part of I don't need deathmatch wrestling to be legitimized. I just want people to watch it. And people will fucking watch Nick Cage read the fucking phone book. We yeah. know that. So I don't know. This match this feels like one of the best matches of his now over mammoth right. iconic title reign. And I just was comfortable having it at number two. I yeah, just felt, it just feels real. It felt like a special match. Uh, I didn't expect this. this. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be this high. I had this match. I was just looked. I have it as very good shit. I don't even have it as a, a classified as a match of the year candidate. So I, I should probably go. I mean, it is the highest I have from March that's listed as very good shit. Um, and I don't know where I have it. I don't know if it's on. I'm sure it's on my master list, but it's buried somewhere. Um, but yeah, uh, I definitely should go back and watch this. I, I have it in my head. It wasn't. It wasn't like this high of a level but no yeah i think i understand that i think i was just i, I don't know something i just knew that alex cologne was going to do 
dumb shit that nobody else is going to let Nick Gage do to them. And I, but I also didn't think that Alex Colon was going to run in the middle of traffic and then yeah, run across I forgot about that traffic to fucking eat a clothesline into the sidewalk. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's that's something that you. You don't get that too often. Cologne hitting uh, Takeda with that fucking tree branch, like that's yeah, that's the he's he's a guy who loves to fucking uh, go weird and go dumb, and he's he's a special type, special sort. And I'm sorry for the noise on the. It's fine. My son, or I, I don't know, some there's. Don't apologize to these animals. Yeah, no, I was apologizing to you. Fuck the uh, thank listeners. you. Um, uh, Mar- so yes, Alex Cologne versus Nick Gage for GCW title. March 2nd. All right. My number two. Um, From August 11th. Zona 23. Sadika versus Sadiq Maiden. Um, This is a match that has been gift to hell. And for good reason. Because it is fucking insane. Uh, This is my favorite De Huesadero match of the year by far. Um, And maybe my favorite ever i think i might even put this over the seven way because i didn't really know either of these women i'd probably seen them in multi-mans or like uh you know maybe even wrestling each other i i i on a search for this match i found them wrestling each other at, at coacalco i believe uh like six years prior uh so these two have been doing it for a while um but this is from the junkyard uh you know from the uh the undoing from the undoing yes. yeah uh all day um i watched the Estrella still ring version of this it is also on uh indie wrestling tv i watched I... I did watch the Estrella's version of this sure uh, well the enough. iwtv version wasn't out until much later yeah um this match starts with the referee trying to sit on a chair in the middle of the ring and uh sadiq Maiden is going to give him a lap dance. Now the chair falls apart beneath him. So he just gets down on his knees and, uh, and she just sort of like grinds her like fucking pussy in his face. Um, and then Sadiqa comes up behind her and hits her in the back of the head with the light tube and the glass rains down on that guy. And uh, the guy apparently, uh, I, I, I thought he was the ref, but he turns out to just be like a fan who was in the ring for some reason. And you see the ref come in. I'm like looking through clips of this right now. Um, and then like, it's it, there's just an assault of like light tubes, um, just insane spots. Uh, you know, not much like in the way of storytelling. The transitions from one person on offense to the other. It's not like great or anything, but just like the the grime of this match and watching like half the crowd scatter in the front row, like scatter away. And then a couple of just scumbags who are just sitting up, just like drinking a beer with fucking the leg crossed over the other one, just smiling while these, these two very scantily clad women just hit each other with light tubes in the dirt. Um, it's, it's fucking beautiful. And then like a couple of the biggest spots of the year, I think happen in this, uh, they climb up on the, on the top of like a Buick and, uh, Sadika gives her a power bomb from the top of the Buick into the uh the the rear windshield which yeah. which busts and sh- and and Sadiq might then just falls into the back seat just 
and and then just dragged out by her hair and like it's just getting all cut up and then like seconds later the spot that follows that is like has been gift less times um but is just as significant um it's a code red, not a, a Canadian destroyer. Um, <laughs> Sadika uh, gets kicked in the gut. Sadiq might in uh, hits her. They're back on top of the car at this point. Hits her with a code red. Um, they fly over the windshield and onto the hood. And Sadika bounces off of the hood and then like takes a second bump like on her head on just the dirt um, <laughs> and like holds her neck. Like it's it's fucking brutal. Um, I, this, they get, like, the spare windshield and start busting them over each other's heads. Um, Sadiq Maiden looks like she's, like, dead multiple times. Yeah. Uh, like, a full car door comes into play. I mean, it's, you know, it's Dick Westadero. If you've seen Zoda 23 from the junkyard, like, you, you, you know, like, you have an idea of what you're going to get, but the... The it's, way yes, it's I it's you, you have an idea. It's not it's it's not it never will be. You've seen one. You've seen them all. Yeah, no, of course not. It, That's it the beauty happen. of it. The car door spots, like uh, she's. That's like saying if you've seen one wrestling match, you've seen all wrestling matches. Yeah, you you've seen one snuff film, you've seen them all. Um, <laughs> the the car door spots are so fucking good. Sadika sets it up against the side of the ring and and gets reversed uh, when she tries to whip Sadiq Maiden into the into the door and. Uh, she like takes a hard bump into it, but it doesn't. The glass does not break. Um, so Sadiq Maiden puts it on top of her and like tries to like double stomp and then double knee it like through the glass of the window into yes, her. Yes, and we've head. we've talked about that tempered glass inset in the fucking windshields. It's fucking yeah. impossible well, to break. I think we've somehow also... they break a couple. They do are very. Oh, it They're more successful than than all than usual. Yeah, which really speaks to this match, huh? We've also talked about the idea that you go for this deathmatch spot with glass or something, and the, the, the prop doesn't break or doesn't react the way you want it to. So what you do is you just pick the thing up and do something way more dangerous with it. And the other yes. person doesn't even know what's coming because you haven't planned this version of the spot. The version you planned already happened, and it fucked up. So now they're just hitting you in the face with like a bundle of light tubes that you weren't expecting. Like It's, it's shit like that. It's, it's fucking great. Um, they they go up on like a fucking rider truck sort of thing. Another code red up there, and uh, Sadika like almost slides off the edge of the truck after she takes the bump. It's super fucking scary. Um, they, they, she gets thrown off of that onto like a fucking semi truck. Um, <laughs> Sadiq Maiden does a splash off of the rider truck onto the semi truck. Like just like the words I'm saying. Are obviously it's Dehuesadero, but it's how is this a thing? Yeah, how is this happening? And who I, let this happen? The entire who? time, like Sadika is wearing this corset, and her boobs are just pushed way up out, and just bouncing around, and she's just getting hit with glass and hitting this other woman with glass, and that's why she's the uh, the the runner up to the wife. She, you know what? She might win. New, uh, we're you know, you know what? La La Land didn't win. Moonlight wins, and Moonlight is Sadika. <laughs> yeah, um, I have a hard time formally rating uh, stuff from Doe Sedera because it's it exists in sure. a realm beyond normal wrestling. You know, it really yeah. does. Uh, and this match is incredibly fucking kick ass. And Sometimes it, just, like, it transcends what, it, though. 
yeah, what do I do? What do I do with this? And it's like, well, who gives a shit what I do? I just enjoy it. That's the point. Yeah. What the fuck are you supposed to find? Like, this is not cerebral in any way, shape, or form. It's fucking ephemeral. It's it's the most bizarre thing you'll ever see. Yeah. And it's it's adrenal. It's you're fucking you're getting hit right in the face of it, and it's like that happened. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 great. I love it. There. I don't think there's any other besides this and the Effie versus Nick Gage match. The only two death matches I saw this year where it had a person wearing fishnet hose. Um, rolling around in glass, um, uh, but that match took place indoors, and that's why this is my number two. Um, it I is. Have a... no, oh, go no, ahead. Sorry, no, no, you go because I'm. I was gonna. It was gonna uh, be the uh, segue. Yeah, so no, go. I was. I was headed there too. Um, I think you're thinking what I'm thinking. Do we have the same number one? Unless you fucking forgot, <laughs> and I, I don't fucking think you forgot. I can't forget this. Number one, we'll just say it together, right? Uh, from AIW, AIW 44, Slur- April 4th, Slumber Slur- Party Massacre. Slur- Massacre. The White Eagle Hall in <laughs> Jersey City, New Jersey. That's right. S- Submit or surrender. Dominic Josh- Green. Uh- <laughs> t- oh, damn it. Dominic Bishop, Jamino Dorini. Jamino Dorini versus... Uh, Dashua, Dasha, uh, Dasha Patreon. <laughs> yes, with Wes Barkley. Yeah, Joshua yeah. <laughs> Bishop, yeah, that's, Dominic yeah. Greeny, Wes Barkley. Fucking surrender. Um, this is <coughs> this right. match is the I'm best. I'm gonna say it, then you say it. Joshua Bishop versus Dominic Greeny, AIW, April fourth. Now you say it. Joshua Bishop versus Dominic Greeny, April, uh, AIW, April fourth. Uh, Our number one match or two of, the year. of the year yeah a number look one we got uh, the same one and two though blue demon jr versus dr wagner jr number one yeah. and our number two is this one we're not talking about that one it happened you you know you know about it already you, you, you know what our take on it is it was good <clears throat> yeah it's it one good. of the best matches of all time yeah it was uh, fucking good you probably know our take on this one too because we talked about it with josh bishop he was going to write a place on his pants so D- Garini no. could stab him with a knife. <laughs> and he Googled, we could just end the podcast. <laughs> He's going to try to get the, the stab him. Remix Joshua Bishop saying, oh, yeah, I, was, I, wanted, I wanted to find a place where he could stab me safely. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. it'd be okay. It is. It is like eleven minutes or something, right? It is. It is short as shit. It is just on fucking fire, and it, you know, like he said on when he when he joined the podcast, this was the show that, you know, Joe Lanza, Lanza. Uh, said didn't didn't belong on the collective, didn't belong to be a part of WrestleMania weekend, and that's why Eddie Kingston told him to meet meet him in traffic. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and this and go do that, Joe. Yeah, go meet Eddie in traffic, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Just walk into traffic would be a just go walk. Take go a for... short walk. Take a long walk off a short fucking pier. <laughs> off a, uh, into a, a very uh, long stretch of highway. Um, yeah, into I... the mouth of a very gigantic shark. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like. Yeah. I, I don't. I didn't know what Joe Lanza looked like until recently. He looks uh, like an asshole. <laughs> he looks like a guy who would who would like fucking. It'd be really cool to watch like a bunch of wolves tear his entire uh, all of his limbs off. Um, this is yeah. I think a lot of people have seen this match by now. It's it's so incredibly special. The fucking uh, skewers to the ears, the barefoot thumbtacks, uh, the threatened of fucking immolation. 
it's it's a and it's you know it's 11 minutes they do so much so fast and i think that is really the point of this i think that is why this feels so special and stands out in in a in an era where you know ponderousness is yeah. the greatest plague don't yeah. fucking think about it just do it do it do it do it do it do it do it, do it. It's, it'll be okay you'll it'll heal up later Everything is so long-winded. Everything, you know, when, you know, how many people at this point on Twitter have, like, just said the greatest match of all time is when Okada and Omega went 70 minutes, and they emphasize that they went 70 minutes. You know what? There is a really good Okada versus Omega match. It's the one that went 22 minutes from the fucking G1 Climax. Like, I really like that match. Uh, I don't understand how we got to this point and it's kind of always been this way right like there it all yes the you know flair being renowned for being able to go sure. 60 yeah. uh the hero pong the he- dream uh, of the fucking the broadway yeah joe punk and so forth but it's like you don't need I, I that shit. Yeah. How, how long is demon versus wagner God, 15 minutes less yeah. than four, yeah. 14, something like that, maybe. I was thinking sub 20 at the at the very most, 20, like uh, under 20 or so. Um, yeah, it, just go go out there and stab each other or and, you know, see see how much stabbing you're allowed to do. Clear it with your promoter. Um, this, they this shouldn't this shouldn't have happened. Like this match made Joshua Bishop like 100 percent. It made yes. there's no there's no uh run with with the title and with the the feud with matt justice without this like maybe they have some stuff but he comes out of this with such hype and now i don't you saw brett lauderdale tweeted like this morning right that something about josh bishop i didn't see what the tweet was now uh yeah so i i'll i'll look it up here um but this put him you know on on the map and eventually on the radar for for more more things um Obviously, Dom was already getting some some spots here and there, but I think this really opened people up to understand that yeah, Dom can do other things too. You know, Dom can do whatever the fuck he wants. Dom's a freak. Yeah, he's just yeah. He Sometimes it's bad what he wants to do, but you know what? This is very good. This yeah. is the best thing. This yeah. is so good. I I, I loved it. Um, I I had this in this. You know, I think this is still my number two match of the year. Like overall, um, I it, I think a a really easy uh, Holy Trinity for me is the you know a, a Demon Wagner this and then Metallica Virus. I feel like is it's just like a, it feels like the the best three matches of the year to me. And this is like this is a a modern death match really, um, but condensed and turned into like. Um, Oh, like a work rate sprint at the same time. Like this match is like, but without, but without the need for formality. Yeah, without yeah. The need for we got to get in a couple, a good two count near falls. Yeah, no, it's, right. No, no. So it's also a fucking blood feud ender. It's it's Magnum Tully for a fucking new generation, um, which is we should have said that to him at the time, but I don't know if that would actually matter to to Bishop. I don't know if he's got any reverence for that. Um, but this is Magnum Tully for for. Yeah. For millennials right um it's it's fucking amazing it's truly fantastic and brutal and it it is the best match of that entire run of shows obviously um but i think it holds up even now 
and I would I would put this as probably the best AIW match of all time. Um, and I mean, I haven't seen every match I've ever had, obviously, but what what's better? What the fuck is better than this? There's very there's very few candidates even. Yeah. Candidates, which is the key thing. Yeah. Not like anything that I can necessarily say like. The Absolution 10 man that we also talked about with Josh Bishop oh, is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, it doesn't hold but a fucking they're, candle they're, they're extremely different matches, and it's just it's just the, the idea of, like, there's, there's there's just, what is this? What the hell is this? Yeah. And this took, this took, this blew away the rest of the fucking weekend, basically. And that's a weekend that still had a, some good-ass fucking matches. Oh, yeah. We talked about fucking Jimmy Lloyd versus Masashi Takeda. We talked about it, like, it's, we, there's a, the main event on this show is fucking great. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't. It's just this is this is one. This is a one of a kind match. It's a hell of a yeah, thing. They and, followed Eric Ryan going through a fork board. Like this is how. This is, how do you do that? This is how. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. Um, and, uh, you know, whatever. He's been on our show, right? So, whatever. Gas him up. But let's gas up AIW a little. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. And you know, we're friends with fucking worldwide and weird body. Whatever. That doesn't matter. It doesn't like, fucking matter. No, this, no. they're we, not in this match. They we, weren't on this show. Yeah, <laughs> we have like we watched this fucking thing in in a uh, you know a rabbit or whatever in like a live stream with chat and uh, me and you knew we knew it was up. But yeah, watching everybody but, but, else. Yes, it was. Yeah, like what? Uh, with the started at like twelve fifteen uh, Eastern, I guess. Yeah, maybe it a little was, after. It was very late before. It yeah. was, and I had to work the next day. Um. But I, you know, fuck it, whatever. Um, and it was just like watching everybody, like all of our friends and friends of friends, people that we just know and don't, people, some people we didn't really even like were in there, you know? Um, but it was just like this realization that, like, oh, these people don't get it, but they will. And then they did. Um, the secret is out on AIW. People know now, you know? The, fight streams you know like people are people are well aware of what they're doing there um and this is the best example of what that can be uh two homegrown talents having uh, a fucking legit classic in 11 minutes yeah fuck what are we even doing with wrestling anymore why do we <laughs> what the fuck you know not not to not not to insult the man who uh is the formal trainer, uh, the original, the first man uh, to lead the AIW Academy? But I don't see any of these motherfuckers looking at their hands in this match. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, Gar- take Gargano. A from the ki- from, take a lesson from the kids, John boy. Yeah, Gargano deserves credit for a lot of things, um, and most of those things are bad. But um, I yeah, hope man. I hope he. You know what? I'd like to hear about Gargano watching this match and being like like hating it <laughs> should have been longer <laughs> not yeah. enough not enough dramatic pauses yeah What's this camera work yeah fucking moro saying sinister structure um uh, yeah moro saying google jordan peterson i'm yeah. so glad he's canceled i was right all along jbl was right he just didn't know why yeah <laughs> i think he also believes in google and jordan yes peterson, of course ah <laughs> uh, so that's uh, cool we had the same one all right um, yeah hell yeah I um, uh, I think I got through all my all my stuff that I wanted to shout out. Yeah. Um, 
I, I know we mentioned we might put, compile like an actual top 20 and we could do that, but I also don't have yours written down. Uh, and and you yeah, don't I have can't mine. remember yours. Uh, so yeah, we it would be to yeah. do it uh, like live would be it would be it wouldn't be listen ass shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I do we, think the show has you, been you, listenable. You, listenable. I think the show has been extremely listenable. It's been fucking. It's been great. This is a riff, and it was a it was a hell of a, a lot of fun. And you know what? This is a capper to not just the year of twenty nine uh, wrestling. The wrestling in twenty nineteen. It's a capper to wrestling is gross in twenty nineteen. Yeah, our first year. And how are you? How do you feel about this first year? I'm very happy. I, 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 uh-huh. I've found, so, you know, it's been, it has been tough to find the time to do this show. And I, I know that you, you, you know that, um, you know, it's, I've fucking changed jobs this year. I now work overnight. So like my time that I would normally have when we, when we started this show, we could just record late, you know, we, we were going until like one thirty in the morning. Yeah. And it was, morning. it was good. You know, I like to do that. It's, it's like, I, I feel totally comfortable doing that. Now I work those hours. So to transition this to, into like, okay, we can only record Saturdays in the afternoon while hopefully my kids are still asleep. It is a stressful thing to do, but when it, when we do it, and especially that middle part where I'm like, all right, the kids are asleep. I've finished my second or third drink. We just fucking dig in before I like start to need to pee. There's like always a moment like 45 minutes in where I'm like, I fucking love this show. I love doing this show. I love you. And I love this. And I extremely happy. Um, I'm extremely fucking happy. I love, I love doing this show. I love you too, Bucky. This is La Familia. La, 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 la ginger gang live forever. That's right. That's right. Gross Wrestling fan. is gross. Sometimes, sometimes you touch blood, and sometimes blood touches, blood you. touches you. That's a good. I I didn't even like. Uh, didn't even think about it when I wrote it. Well, um, you know that's that's what we are. We you know you you know you hit the, you you hit one note. I hit the other note, and bam. You know yeah. you know what it is. You know what it actually is. <laughs> one dog looking one, one way. The other way. <laughs> the, one dog looking the other way, and he's saying, "What are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> that's the way to close the show yeah uh, thank you thank you to to, right. to many more years or many at, more years. At, at least a few